the Soul to Scene podcast, episode 23. I'm Andy Cooper from RMS Motoring, and today I'm joined by co-hosts Ross Allen. What's happening? And Gary Riley. Hey, yeah. And, look, it's been a minute or two since we last spoke. And you know what? Did I tell you about uh, me speaking to Donnelly's Honda for no. the last podcast? <clears throat> so, I don't know, it was a couple of months ago, and I don't know if I was reading Evo, if I was watching Johnny Smith... Uh, or whatever it was, but I saw the new FL5 Civic Type R, and I don't know if you've seen it. We'll put a picture in the show notes. I'm sure you've all seen it on Top on Gear. Top Gear, yeah. That it just looks a lot more understated than the it's, last. It's car. the more mature man's FK8. Yeah, to- yeah, 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 totally. So I saw the car, and I was like, I was kind of annoyed. I missed out on the GR86 mm-hmm. uh, because I was like half a day late, and they all sold out in the morning. And it was actually cheaper than the Yaris. And I could have got myself out of the Yaris and then the one costing me nothing. It was, it was an absolute no-brainer. And I slept in. <laughs> slept in. So I was like, this is not going to happen with the Type R. So I rang Honda, put my name down, and that was that. Forgot all about it, as you do. So just before Top Gear, I think, the same week, I got a call. Hi, it's um, it's Craig from from Donnelly in Donnelly Honda here, Butcher Road. Craig, how's it going? Have you been named down for uh, the new FL5 Civic Type R? And I was like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. So what's the crack with it? Well, he says there's about 150 cars in the initial batch coming to the UK. We're only going to get one for the whole dealership. Whoa. And we have, he said... Amongst, along with yourself, there's probably about a dozen other serious people here on the list. The way it's going to work, and this is really interesting, is it? Uh, if we get a decision from you, we put into the draw, and we will just draw someone from those those names. It's not how many Hondas you've bought. Carafa's gone in the extreme. Yeah, but it's <laughs> but we well, still have to pay for the. I know, I know. I know. Uh, if it was twenty five quid, I would be like, buy me ten. <laughs> you in. But uh, and I so it's like it will just be a draw. You put your name in, and then you are committed. Deposit away we go. And I said, right, okay. I was like, well, look, the one big thing is the numbers here. Hit me. How much is it? Because the figures hadn't been released. So I think it was the start of this month, or the thirtieth of November, or something like that. That, uh, and I said, look, it's it's going to be forty-seven grand. Now the last car in twenty eighteen, I think, was about thirty-four grand. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Now, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a complete imbecile. I know that. A Golf R used to be 30 grand in 2014. They're now 40 grand plus. But I thought, wow, right, okay, that's that's a big jump. And then he said, right, look, we need to make, make a decision. So you have 24 hours to think about it. But here, here's the sales process, right? You go into the draw. You also have to pick two colours because you don't get the choice. You might not get your first choice of colour. Now, the good thing is there's a lovely white. White's good. There's a lovely grey as well. I would have survived. Mm-hmm. First word problems, like we're talking about here. Always talking about first word problems. Just catch yourselves on. So I said, right, okay. He says, 24 hours to think about it. Phone me back. Let me know. If you don't phone me back by the end of tomorrow, you're off the list. And I was like, that's fair enough. <laughs> so the gravy was starting to run out of me. And I was like, like, I know. I knew when I heard that number. I was like, I can't afford this number anyway. I was like, but also because I'm now used to PCP with the Aris, PCP boy. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's all about the monthlies. Uh, I was like, well, look, do me a finance quote, right? 
And then I was thinking about this, and I was like, I'm sitting here with a Yaris, right? Which was less than 10 grand down, 250 quid a month, and 0% APR. Nothing's going to come close to that. So I thought, right, let's see what, what it comes back with. And this, this, is, what, this is what the finance uh, deal was. So I'm considering I have a Lotus on the way. You'll understand mm-hmm. why I think this is just way well beyond me. But I just thought, do you know what? Tell, tell everyone, share, share the knowledge because uh, this, is, this is the sort of thing that I, I was mulling over in my mind. So if I put 15 grand down and took out a four-year PCP, considering now the hours is two years, 10,000 miles a year, uh, it was going to be 8.9% APR, which, you know, that's high. Tesla will give you 59 on a brand new Model Y out of the uh-huh. box. Um, and that's £416 a month for for 48 uh, months, leaving you a residual value of twenty-two grand. Now, I think it'll wow. probably be worth a lot more than that after four years. But, mm-hmm. but you know, you're, you're, you're paying a lot of interest in there. And I thought, what's the market going to do? And I don't have the cash sitting at all. It was, um, but that that's right. So I've been quiet and dumbfounded through this year because again, I haven't bought a car in three and a half years from the X five, but forty seven grand for a Civic Type R. Yep. That I'm going to just call a spade a spade. I do not think it's a pretty car at all. It, it's it's gone from the last one being a complete Halford hooligan. This one is almost too refined looking for me. It looks. Do you remember there was that weird Subaru that came out a few years ago? I think it looks a wee bit like that. The Subaru hatch. Yeah, yeah. Went, yeah. Honda have ironically come full circle because if you remember back on they like go way back here before VTEX were even widely known in this part of the world, where everyone here was driving Escort RS turbos and stuff like that. There, no one knew what a VTEC was capable of. Hondas were seen as pensioner cars, a boring yeah. and bland, and then they eventually evolved and evolved and it became. Got to the point where you've got the FK8 and people are saying, I wouldn't buy that, it's too Larry. Yeah. You know, and now, yeah. but they're now having to take a step back. But yeah, the, the, the price is way too steep. Like, as you spoke to me about it, and I just said, no, it's way beyond it. I remember when the EP3 came out and they were 15 grand. Yeah. And that's not that long ago, it's a few generations back, but that's a massive jump since then. And also, part of me is going, as much as I love Honda, fuck them. I hate that whole buying process that has now become normalised and sort of like a portion fire doing yeah. where you have to do a raffle and you have to pick one or two colours and it's almost like they're inviting you to buy the car and they're doing you a favour Well and now in fairness to a couple of things I want to pick up on here, number one I did consult yourself mm-hmm. in that period because I was like well like you and I you know, we love my consultation was too fucking dear <laughs> TFD, it was, it is and I, I agree with that but look, you and I have had And I'm a fanboy and We are, we, look, yep. we are both Honda, Honda fanboys. You ever, ever had a Type R or VTEC or anything like that? I've had one Japanese car in all my life. You're Mr. Two? The Mr. Two. Midship, midship or runabouts? Mm-hmm. Snappy. And that was the only Japanese car. Don't get me wrong, I've been I've been in loads of Hondas and I love them. I love how the VTEC drive. Um, reminds me a wee bit of, of the E46 where you have to wring the neck out of it. Mm-hmm. And they're such a fun car to be in. But you cannot escape Andy. They got to 50 grand uh, with 15 grand down. For not a nice car. Well, I you see, would it work well for me? It's a good, good size family car with a hatchback yeah. and all, done with a dog and all the rest. <laughs> and and, and with that said, I acknowledge too that the the reviews are coming out now and they are fantastic. Like they're saying Everybody, it's probably the best front wheel drive hot hatch out there. The, the Chris Harris video on Top Gear it made it look amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It, it and again, he can drive a car far better than I could ever dream. Of. You're you're a brilliant driver, Andy. I've been in with you, and no doubt you would exploit 
everything in that there. We'll find out how good that is on the drag strip, Ross. <laughs> hey, do you know something? See, with all the... This, just so as the listeners can hear, there's been a wee bit of text message in backwards and forwards, and there's a wee bit of cognizance. Well, we, 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 we do use WhatsApp. And, we, are, and, we are with it. Yeah, WhatsApp. So, so um, you know, linking me back in the car with videos. I'm... I'm quietly confident. <laughs> I think this diff is giving me something, but I think more than a race, I think there has to be a bit of a wager here on it. Oh, yeah. oh. I'd, you want to see money on the table? Not even money. Let, let's do something that, that I think Andy... Waves? Let, let's, ha- <laughs> <No>? <laughs> let's have, like, um, a moderator-free day. Let, let Andy hang up the reins for a day. Oh, or that's, let, that's, let that's, somebody else. That's dangerous. <laughs> that's that, dangerous. Is, that could be the end of our mess. <laughs> right. We're getting off, off topic. Yeah, we're getting off topic. Right, so that's, that's we'll, we'll, we'll put that question out down nice straight away. It's, it's, it's interesting for a man who has no Honda experience. Immediately is now the drag strip expert. And is and wants to take our mess to 9,000 RPM. And, and, and is imagining what my penance would be if, if he somehow... If mur- a 20-year-old M3 can beat his uh, pocket rocket Yaris. Exactly. Pink slips. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, we're not getting off topic. Yes, yes, we are get, we get, and this, the getting off topic is what we're here for. However, Gary and I are, you know, there's a bit of high revving uh, four cylinder high lift cam running through our veins here, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was one of the big attractions to this as well. It's like I, I love the way uh, Honda's drive. Usually have a brilliant gearbox, brilliant engine, and all, yeah. all the rest. And then you know, I was getting misty eyed and thinking of well. I've had my Yaris for 18 months. I mm-hmm. love driving a hot hatch day to day. It just makes me feel like a win again. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've had VTI Civics. Always lost it after a Type R since the EK9s. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, Integra Type R was absolutely incredible car. You know, that was that was the high watermark for me. And I really got on with the... We both, you did an EP3 as well, did you? And EP3, yeah, yeah. We yeah. both and I thought EP3 weren't yeah. bad. Like the like, like the the gear change, the gear shifting, the way it was laid out, and all that. There didn't quite engage me as much as the previous models. A hundred percent, I didn't. Uh, and uh, oh, wait, wait for the hate for this comment. I never got along with the K20, and that is yeah, they were problematic. I think too, there were a lot more issues with them than the previous engines. Well, I mean, people, well, there's people with K20 conversions and everything else. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. they're they're brilliant. Slap a turbo onto them, that'll do four hundred brake all day long. Like more power to you but I thought in that chassis and all the rest especially compared to what went before in the Integra Type R mm-hmm. anyway so all those sorts of things going through my mind getting me all misty eyed and that's why I thought like here's the crack with this thing Gary is this is this utter madness because I sort of I think it's it's going to be the last hurrah for the Type R you know it's going to be the last one well, actually, I read today there's going to be an Integra Type R based on this engine and setup as well. Because oh, really? you know where they're bringing out the Integra again, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not like a, it's not the two door coupe that it was before. It's going to be a four door. I don't know if it's even the same size as the Civic, because that would be the question: Why are they making? They're they're very similar. You know, yeah. they have them, but there must be something different about it. But apparently, they are going to use the the Civic Type R's kind of underpinnings mm-hmm. and the new Integra Type R. So. And I suppose where I'm coming to, and another thing, in Honda's defence, I thought what they did was, I know you're saying about the brand process, and some of the brand process is shocking mm-hmm. for some for some manufacturers, but I didn't feel that way at Honda, and, I, and I, I couldn't say this enough on the phone. I was like, I've tried to buy a GT4 before, mm-hmm. and Porsche want you to drop the trousers, send us 10 grand, write a letter of intent, we'll maybe think about getting, you know, possibly bringing you in for an... I was talking to someone who was... Uh, had to go into it for an interview to buy a GT car. Shit. An interview. You have to go like shine your shoes and all, and wow. you know. Yeah, I don't know how the wife had of me. Very old school. <laughs> I think you know, if you're taking my money, you're going to treat yeah. me well. Yeah, 
not make me beg for it. Yeah, and and literally, uh, I would say they would probably lay it on fairly thick. Those types of cars too, about you know, mm-hmm. uh, don't be flipping it, selling it, and all that. You know, that's you know, mm-hmm. is it really your car or is it flipping the brand's car mm-hmm. or you know, um, and uh, anyway, long story long, I rang up the next day and said, look, thought about it. It's a no. It's probably one of the most sensible car-related decisions that I've uh, uh, ever made that I will probably regret. However, someone maybe listening to this podcast will have their name down for one of these out. And if if that is you, get in touch. We want to know what have you ordered, when's it... Oh, here, that's the other thing. So one of the reasons why I said no as well is when's the car coming? How, what do you think the lead time is? So if I if I ordered it at like now, so saying, if you give them your fifteen grand now, give them get give it to them today. When do you think you would get the car? I'm going to guess uh, and just take a wild guess on here. Probably about twelve months. January 2023. That's mental. Hmm. As in, you would get it within about four weeks. That's wow. good. That's mad. Yeah. So which which was see if it was a throw in five hundred quid that I yeah, could yeah. put on a, on a zero percent credit card and. <laughs> Yeah, pretend. <laughs> I'm not which, worried about it. Which, which is what I've done with the Lotus. <laughs> is is you? I would have taken a punt and then say, well, it's a decision I could kick down the road. Yeah, you know. But well, the fact, every, but the fact that in a month's time, going okay, Mister Cooper, here's your car. Yeah, and do you know what would happen? It would be like ours falls out of the car market. Civic arrives. Lotus rings. Well, Mr. Cooper, good news. You're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I've no doubt that'll be an amazing car, and I think if you buy one, you'll love it, but I just think at that price, it's too steep. Probably two to three years, brilliant second-hand buy. Yeah, yeah. Although the limited numbers, might that was the only other thing I thought about residuals, because I think there's a softening of residuals at the well, moment. Well, the FK8 held us value, and they weren't limited quite as much, I think. I'm not sure exact build numbers, but they are still sitting at 30 grand plus. So I so I looked at that as well, and I'm getting this is the amount of see that 24 hours like I practically didn't sleep. <laughs> so, so the previous car, you're absolutely right. The prices did the prices actually increased. Yeah, you know, so the, you probably could buy them. I, I was watching them because I I would actually buy one. I, I don't think they're too there at all. I quite like them in the right color, but they dropped day about 25, and then they started creeping back up. And I haven't seen many under 30 now with you know decent mileage and stuff. Mm-hmm. Speaking about under 30, I don't think that would suit anyone except under 30. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, you do, you age, I, you, right. you age out of VTEX, that's always been the problem, uh, isn't it? But that's it to hell with it, you know, flipping your YOLO. Uh, that's grand driving around, you know, with 9,000 RPM ringing its neck when you're 18, but when you look over and it's some guy in his 50s. <laughs> 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 well, that's the thing then, I'd be right, all well, Tesco's taking the flipping wee one out, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, so the car market, market uh is in a strange place too because the last couple of years uh, we've had record price increases of new cars plus the second hand car market has just been pulled up the suit you know the, yeah. the uh, rising tide lifts all, but, all boats you know but the problem then is if this slump that everybody thinks is going to happen at some stage you know what happens if you have then got your what were you saying 8%, 9% APR mm-hmm. what happens with you then with your car that the, the R starts falling out in the market. Well, what I'm wondering is, have we seen the end of that rapid period of growth and now it's going to flatten? I hope so. Well, well is that residual value fixed, isn't it? Yeah, that's part, yeah, of, the so P, that's part of the PC. You're guaranteed thing. that? Yeah, you are guaranteed that, but it's still... It's, it's, yeah, it's a big drop, but... You know, it's 20, 
five grand. If, if the arse really fell out that much and you're three years down the line, the car could be worth ten grand. Yeah. So at least you've got that. Yeah, yeah but it's 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 still <coughs> to me tw- losing twenty five grand over four years. Yeah. You know, I'm I, I've I'm used to losing. I want to lose nothing, <laughs> which is impossible. Mm-hmm. But it's what I always strive for. Let's see, that's where I am at with this X5 at the minute. So, so my, my lease is up in January and uh, we spoke about it a couple of podcasts ago. I was looking at different things. I was looking at Taycans. I was looking at loads of different different options. Um, and I'm sticking with the X5 because, mm-hmm. which is simply put, I can't find anything as well-specced that does all the kind of work that I need that to do mm-hmm. for anywhere close to the price that I'm paying at the minute. And this is the first car that I'm coming out of at the end of you know the residual where again there was there was a residual of say thirty grand on it. The cheapest similar cars at this moment in time were booking for fifty five sixty grand. Mm-hmm. So this is the first car that I've technically made money on. So I can buy my contract out mm-hmm. and I can sell the car for plus twenty five grand at this moment in time. Um, I was in my Bavarian and, and I have been looking at loads of different things. Um, I was in. Picking up, uh, you, you like this year, so hopefully uh, I might not be done in time for for our drag strip day. But I've got a short shift kit and all coming for it. I, I'm I'm so focused on this year, this drag race. But uh, they have an X5 M550i, so mine is the 50D. This is the 50i, so it's a big V8 pedal. Blah 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 blah. For me to chop my Jeep in against it, they want to take another ten grand off me, and my monthly payments go up for something that isn't as well spec as I have. That's bad. It, it's mental, so it is. And I tell you another thing too: the way uh, new cars at the moment, because of, they're still they're still reeling from the chip shortage. Mm-hmm. So I bet you that car, oh, like no, not the touchscreen, that didn't come with touchscreen. Right. So you get a free air freshener or mm-hmm. something like there's, that. There, there's so many different things that that they don't have on it. Um, so yeah, asking to throw in an LPG kit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've we've no cruise control, but we've given you a you know like a flipping uh, tire foam kit or something like that's literally the type of <laughs> yeah. nonsense that I hear. Wasn't there one of the guys on RMS had his lovely new defender specked up and he was supposed to get I think was it Adam uh, he was supposed to get it and they phoned him up to say well we don't have you ordered it with X, Y and Z spec we can't supply it now so it's either take a lesser spec one and we'll give you your money back until the point and that's an awful position so again in a similar situation he's already spent money and I'm, I'm assuming it's Adam but there was somebody had a new defender picked and it was a really nice spec thing and then they simply said well we can't give you the car you've just you know pre-bought yeah I'd, I'd so on the spec cutting as well, I, I heard another thing. I don't know if it's true. And we will certainly open that to Elon Musk to come back and defend his position. Uh, but I'd heard that uh, Elon Musk 18 months ago said, oh, my autonomous driving doesn't need radar and LIDAR. It just needs cameras. Mm-hmm. That's all it needs. Doesn't It just needs the same as the human eye. And everyone's like nodding. Yeah, sounds great. Elon sounds great. Truth of the matter, less chips. Ah. Get the chip countdown. So apparently the new, the later, latest generation of Model Y, lots of nice uh, subtle changes, but apparently the chip count is less. But is he correct? I don't know. Like I'm sure the health and safety tests on them vehicles are extreme. Well, uh, I think he continually has uh, just legal battles all the time over. He's saying autonomous driving is all fine, and and I think by uh, any stretch of the imagination, it's not, and it's not suitable some, for road use. Some poor crash test dummy just walking through a warehouse, minding its own business. But which is shocking for out. for quite a regulated industry yeah. around safety and all the oh, rest yeah. that 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 he can he can just he can make, make spurious claims. I with impunity, totally. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not uh, unlike him, is it? <laughs> so that. Uh, that whole thing of reducing the spec of, of new cars because they can't get the parts is just is just rife. 
at the moment. But that might die down. Look, prices might start. Prices might start to drop. Um, the Model Y in China has had five or six percent taken off the price because it's trying to compete in the local market. So it shows that there's margin in there mm. to do that with some of these cars. It, it would be nice, but you know the the cynical side of me in relation to not just cars but everything where where we are now used to paying more for a diesel for our home heating oil for cars for food for everything even when the prices start to drop i think most manufacturers etc are just going to well this is what people people are now understanding that you know it's the it's the monthlies we're looking at as opposed to what the outright price is it's yeah. not even bill costs it's just corporations now you know and trying to get as much money in as they can for shareholders like do you know what you do know what apple's markup is in their phones 50 percent Every every phone model they make, yeah, I have them get a forty. That's what they make well, on. So they double basically their bill cost. That's yeah. what they sell for. Well, fairness to them, they make a great product. They do, but again, old school here. I'm still thinking thousand pound for an iPhone when you used to be able to buy a, a fully functioning high spec laptop from that. Well, well, let's be honest as well. You can probably buy a phone that would do you really well at one hundred and fifty quid. Yep. You know, you know, we're talking about cars as well. Let's t- what what's the cheapest car in sale? And what is it? Uh, Datches and bits and pieces like that. There, yeah, the way Fortes or something like that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, a Datcha Duster, fourteen or well, they're probably still sixteen or seventeen. It could be twenty grand. Mm-hmm. EP three money. Yeah, what was a new EP three back in two thousand? Was it about fifteen, fifteen nine nine five or something like that? I remember coming and pricing one in the showroom. Well, for the same process, you did. Only I didn't have to do a raffle. <laughs> they would yeah. have sold it to me there and then. So, um, uh, do you know what? I went down a bit of a rabbit hole. After that all happened, I, I started looking on the um, was on collecting cars and bits and pieces, as you do. Uh, do you know a really underrated car, which the prices haven't caught up with them yet? Three oh six rally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. <clears throat> they are awesome. My brother didn't have the rally, but it did the 306 GTI. GTI that's based 6. on, and I remember having a real good scalp on that, and I loved it. <clears throat> the way it handled, the way it drove, the engine was real punchy. It was just a brilliant car. So I can only imagine like, the rally was taking that wee bit more extreme. Yeah, there was. Uh, I was out and about, and it's, uh, there was a bog standard 306. And like it wasn't even, it was like a Meridian or something like that there, but it was just like, it's like that is actually a timeless car. Like when it's not dicked about with. Yeah. On those, uh, what do they call those wheels? Like the cycling wheels, the Alfords or Cyclones or something. Yeah, like that, the, the, the standard wheels, the GTI six wheels, or, or that the a rally came. They on. were great handling cars too. Like I remember, my dad used to always have three hundred sixty turbos in stock, and the D Turbo S and whatever other yeah. editions that came. And I must have driven fifth them, and were so good on back roads. Mm-hmm. Them and the, the ZXs as well. Yes. Ah, yeah, yeah, of, of all cane or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think just it was chuck them in the corners and what, they would take it. Is it rally comms and RMS? Someone took me out on his in his red three hundred six rally. Oh, fifteen years ago, and he was a real good pilot down the back mm-hmm. roads. Like, and I just remember like this thing. It felt like it was in three wheels. The back was so, the rear end was so mobile and just so much fun. But you can buy you can buy one of them for four or five grand. You know. Yeah. Which, and have a lot of fun. Yeah, although you probably have to pump a lot of money into them. You know, uh, they were like uh, torsion beam back axle and all that That's sort of thing. I don't know what's the life going to be now when I see one and it's just scraping along the ground. You know, the springs yeah. cut and all that there. Because I think that's actually a really good handling car. If you mm-hmm. actually had it at a, a decent height, you would yeah. enjoy it more. Yeah, and like uh, for my money, yeah. if uh, I'm sure a good D turbo now is two or three grand, I'm sure Absolutely. You pay a bit more and get get the get the real deal. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's easier enough for us to say. Should people on their the black rake across the and, and again, some of these rednecks just love the black rake up the side of the back windows and everything, and it's mad. That's but like yeah, three hundred six is classic. Tattoos in the Hell's Angel. Yeah. <laughs> so any, anyway, 
I've had a good rant about this 23 minutes in and all I've done is talk about uh, Civic Type R, which I didn't buy. It's like the story of whatever uh, didn't happen. But uh, the other uh, thing that made me very happy is that Lotus is coming to Belfast. Very close to where we're recording. I saw it, yeah. That's, that's a bit time, to be honest. Yeah, well... It, you think you're going to be a regular visitor there? Like you're not. You're not hopeful this Lotus is going to be really More, reliable. Uh, is it Bally Walter you still have to go there? Bally Robert, yes. Bally Robert, sorry. Bally Robert, Bally Walter, Bally Walter. Nothing in Bally Walter. I know. It's so like it may as well have been for me. It was always a track to, uh, if I had to go down to uh, Bangor direction, but uh, and they were very good actually with with servicing. They just never really seemed to sell that many. They never really created a lot of hype. I think. Between New Lotus with the Electra electric car mm-hmm. and the uh, the electric SUV and the Amira and charge hers behind them, I think you know that could be a different thing. And it's going in with all the premium stuff. I think it's going in near Bentley and that sort oh, of thing. Good. I think it's where their Honda motorbikes is something like okay. that. Occupy a nice slot in there. Yeah, so like yeah. that's that's a real premium location. And the Lotus stuff's now so interesting that surely there's someone who's maybe going for whatever else around there might go. Well, do you know what? Instead of looking at a Bentayga, I'll maybe mm-hmm. have a look at the the Lotus Electra or something like that. So I'm um, very excited about that and might have a wee trip over to Lotus on the cards in uh, early in the new year as well. So um, hopefully to try... I don't know if I'm going to get to see my car, but... Uh, but you're hoping for a factory tour anyway, are you? Get a factory tour. Well, I, I still found, plan to do a factory collection. Uh, hopefully, with the wind behind me, I'll have two visits but to Lotus before the end of March and I'll be a happy man. And can you imagine listening to me after that? <laughs> Oh, this time with Lotus, I did this. Like a band camp, that'll be me. <laughs> I feel like Rock on his Tesla now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyway, that is great news. Anything else with uh, with you guys? I have loads. What What about What about uh, your boy uh, Gas Monkey Garage, Richard Rollins, over in, in Nornarn? I was a bit late to that. I saw photos on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, and uh, I didn't really pay much heed or concentration. You know, just glanced at them and thought, why do I keep seeing him appear now? Because he'd done something over in America and then realised he's actually in Belfast. Yeah, so so if someone is listening to the podcast and works at JNF, get in touch and tell us what the whole story was. We'll bring you on because, as far as I'm aware, they had four or five tester Rosses mm-hmm. in the showroom, four, six. I drove past them in Molusk. A million times. And it was the most random site. And some of them had bullet holes and all in them. Yeah, so I, I haven't been following it very much. But, like, again, everybody in Northern Ireland falling over themselves because Richard was over. And, and as you said, like, four test rosses sitting anywhere is kind of a big thing. But to have four of them sitting up there in JNF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so then, uh, obviously... Waiting for the right type of buyer, which which this guy uh, definitely is. I don't know the background here. Where why why did they have four? Where where did they come from? I or? think they are ex movie cars. So because I think that's why they have you know um, yeah. gunshots all over them. Probably from flipping Z list uh, movie that uh, didn't well, they weren't in Fair City or something. Like that, no. <laughs> <laughs> they were what do you call that drama down in Donegadee? The flipping blue something. I assuming that like. Four Ferraris that were used in the stunt sequence in Hope Street in Donegadee. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know where they came from, what the story was behind it, what how how Richard Rawlings decided to fly into Dublin. It was funny too. He's like Richard Rawlings has arrived in Dublin Airport and there he is poor fella picking up his bags. <laughs> and the next thing he's probably in cost. He's in he's in Centra. He's in you know yeah. you know just people following about. Uh, but uh, but again, it's obviously you know whatever circuits and circles he's in that. The, that he was aware or made aware that there's four Tesserosses 
sitting in some shitty warehouse in the middle he's of the He's got his ear to the ground. Like what part of America is he based in? Is he LA or somewhere like that? Or? Yeah, I think so. I, I, Gas Monkey carries, and there's probably a lot of people who listen to the show. I haven't really, mo- I know of the guy. Seen a bit of it. Yeah. Not a lot. But uh, haven't followed it much. But I know, I know he's a um, he's a big. Name. I don't think he's as popular as he as he once was. Mm-hmm. Sort of died off. But you would always see, like, talk about a man who would sell merch. You would see Gas Monkey Garage t-shirts oh, yeah. and all the shows yep. and all this massive, you know, the, uh, big deal. But just uh, just amazing. I actually saw was it a comedian the com- local comedian. He's very good. Paddy McDonald was there as well. Didn't realise he was into his cars, but. Um, it's interesting. It's your small place. We'll, we'll find out the. Hopefully, but if you work for JNF and you and you want to tell the story, <laughs> we want to have you on because that again is. Um, we can get voice changers. We can get everything. It'll be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even an actor's voice. I was not. I was speaking here. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, very uh, interesting. Uh, what's more surprising? I heard between our last podcast and say Jaguars on the rocks. Really? Yeah. So they've, Have they've not really been on the rocks for a long time, but they keep bouncing up and down. Yeah. Well, their their CEO flipping just vanished there um, recently, and I think they're running at a loss and have been for a while. Uh, I think that the Land Rover Range Rover side of things is flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it feels like they don't know what to do. Yeah. Because they had the XF came out and it was just okay, but about granddaddy kind mm-hmm. of like. I know from uh, personal experience now, I've been through my, my folks' place, they've had so many issues with them, mm-hmm. suspension issues, electrical issues particularly, and then the XE came out, uh, which is meant to be the modern tech on the free series, and yeah. decent enough car. I like the XE. I think XA, they all yeah. counts. Mm-hmm. We had a, a company car in here, and I drove it a few times, like it was a nice drive, but just didn't really blow me away by any means, but they haven't haven't had a lot else apart from what yeah. the F-Type. No. I, had, um, I had the F-Pace, mm-hmm. and I loved it, I drove it for mm-hmm. a couple of years, and, and I thought it was... I thought it was a lovely machine, you know, it was for me a change. Um but yeah, they I'm trying to think. I had a few problems with it, but it's one of those things where it's a JLR product and you kind of <laughs> you know, you kind of assume there's gonna be some issues with it. Yep. Um and you just put up with it. But it's a real shame that they're off. But funny as I was driving down here in the night I see that in their showroom they've got a couple of like old classic Jags sitting there and yep. and, and beside the new ones. And whilst you can see, you know, growth and similarities with them, I think Jag, as a brand, are a wee bit confused as to where they are. They don't seem to know who they're competing with because, you know, in the the three series A four market, they're not they're not succeeding there. No. In the SUV market, they're absolutely not succeeding there no. anymore. Um, the electric market, they certainly started off with the IPS. But when you look at Teslas, when you look at, at the Iconics, when you look at all the new kind of electric cars that are doing everything a wee bit better because mm-hmm. they're newer, it's a shame. But, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where you have to, you have to move with the times. Jagger used to really market themselves as a, a very luxurious British brand. And, you know, going way back to E-type days here, you mm-hmm. know, but uh, as you say, in recent years, they, they don't seem to know what they are. They, they, they're trying to compete globally. But their cars are just about matching the standard Audi and BMW and other ones that are out there already and not really doing anything that makes them so much better. Well, that's a good point because if you take uh, Range Rover, mm-hmm. Range Rovers are now, they're a, they're a uh, 100 grand plus vehicle. Well, are, yeah, are, they're you know, kind of doing what Jaguar wanted to do years Exactly. Ago. Yeah. And they're at the like they're the 100 grand plus yeah. uh, premium Rolls mm-hmm. Royce style interior, uh, absolute, still hugely desirable vehicles. Where, where they want to be, but Jaguar, you know, you spend a bit less than that, and I'm sure you are immediately into 
well, what's a five series these days? Forty grand. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so like that's nearly Civic type bar money. <laughs> yeah, uh, forty or fifty grand, but no one's going to pay a hundred grand f- for a Jaguar, which is probably what they want. Mm-hmm. But they're just possibly not at the races. But the things that the Jaguars, the engine, see that five liter V eight engine. It's just a monster of a thing. So it mm-hmm. is. It sounds so good. I, I still said to to this day, one of the best cars I've ever heard in my life was down at Big Pete's one time. He had uh, one of the FPS SVRs in. Mm-hmm. Uh, some customer had a beautiful, lovely spec car, but just the purr of it, the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that dude on RMS as well. He's got like the big. Is it the XF? The like mm-hmm. the the long wheelbase one. Uh, Rigger is that what you call it? Yes. Him? Yes. Uh, and again huge monster of an engine and it just sounds and I think that's actually that's what Jaguar are brilliant at doing like a really understated Q car mm-hmm. that would just wipe the eyes off pretty much everything else out there uh, wasn't one of the ring taxis as well their, their XF the, the 5 litre <coughs> same engine as that same engine. Three, yeah. yeah it's a shame it's, it's, as you say a brilliant engine that's what they, they should be aiming for you know trying to build something that really defines them we got there mm-hmm. have you ever been in an SVR at Full chat, dynamic oh. mode, and the, the exhaust pipes opened up. Unreal. Rig- Rigger like has an XJ, I'm XJ. pretty sure. Yeah, this is a, an XJ long wheelbase or, or yeah. uh, a of a thing, which is, which is a lovely looking car, but um, close your ears, Rigger. I don't know if I'd own one. You know, I, it's like, I would let, take me for a run on it, <clears throat> pick me up from the pub on it, lovely. Yeah. But take uh, me home sideways. Yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope you have good RAC cover for it <laughs> on the way. And and that does come back down to the the whole JLR problem. And and you know something, it's not just Jaguar; it's the whole JLR brand. Because uh, one Jaguar, two Range Rovers, I had, mm-hmm. and I had warranty issues with every single vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their their quality control is just not at the races. Yeah, it's hard to know what they have to do. You know, they they need a niche, but, but I don't know. They're, they're too similar to Range Rover and what they're trying to do. They need to distinguish themselves somehow. You know, but even when you look at at, at Land Rover, Defenders yeah. are now outselling. Range Rovers mm-hmm. for the first time ever, and they're outselling by about three or four to one. See, uh, uh, the the LR part of JLR is doing everything right. Yeah, you know, and and it's actually very similar products, and the the, Q, mm-hmm. the, the quality control is not any better. <laughs> Probably, you know, it's the same. You yeah. know, they're, they're using the same bits, but it's just sold in a totally different way. I think mm-hmm. that the the new uh, the new Defender is, uh, although people are saying, well, it's not like an old Defender, but it's like, you're not going to power wash who, out your new who Defender. Who wants an old Defender? No. You know, and, and look, there's, you know, one of the things I have to talk about is, is the the cars of RMS at the minute. Jamie Ferg's got one of the older, twisted Defenders. It, it's fantastic. Mm, it looks fast. amazing, so it does. Absolutely awesome. But it's a completely different beast than the new Defenders. I, I had, again, I had looked at one of the new Defenders. Um, frightening. Just the, the price, you know, it was basically 100 grand for a new Defender, for, for one of the ones I won't expect. And no matter what planet you're on, 100 grand on Defender is just absolutely ridiculous. It's mad. Look, it's interesting you say about the older, uh, like a series Land Rover, a 90, 110. Those are enthusiast cars, really. Okay, so there's some more farm cars, but now that, like, if you were in a, like a final edition, like a 2016 or something like that, that's an enthusiast car, yes. whereas the mainstream new ones are just. They're just, they are a premium car. People mm-hmm. want to be seen in them. The, it was like the 5 Series was always the example from like the 90s or something where mm-hmm. you want, want to be seen with the 5 Series yeah. in the driveway. That's now the aspirational thing is to Absolutely, have, a, yeah. have a Defender with a, like a lunchbox stuck in the side <laughs> of it in the driveway. <laughs> lunchbox in the side of it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, uh, but no, they're lovely. Yeah. And, and they're no less or more reliable than a Jag. But people don't 
Jag don't have that. You know, they're they're they're, they're trading on their past too much. Yeah. And people aren't struggling. willing to overlook the issues uh, that Jaguar Landover suffer for in a Jaguar that they'll put up with it if they have their defender. But if they have an FPS sitting out the front of the house that's giving the same issues, it's like, oh, frig that. We, we now it's live... Desirability. We, we now live in a world where you have the likes of Kia with EV6 or something mm-hmm. like that. And a customer who might have bought an XE or an XF, I'll go and have a look at one of these. Do you hear about the KN cars? Have a look at one of these KN cars. Kia changed their logo. That's right. And and people are confused and don't know it says K because it looks like KN. And it does look like KN. KN air filters would be doing a great job if they could fit an air filter to an EV. <laughs> but, uh, Electric air filter. Yeah, so th- then they're KN cars uh, or something like that. You know, the, the yeah. whole market's just, or, or they're going to buy a Tesla. They're not buying a, um, you know, and the IPS, what a crying shame. Probably the best thing that Jaguar built in along, and they didn't build it themselves. I think they got a, an Austrian company or something like that to build it for them. But a fantastic car by all accounts. It was the, the first all-electric car I've ever driven, and it blew me away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was just the acceleration, and I was so tempted to go for one of them. Um, I can't even remember why I didn't go for it at the time. I think, again, there was a longer wait list on it, and, and again, to have one in a more desirable spec was going to take longer. And I just wasn't prepared at that stage, you know, four years to go to to change over to all electrics um, but yes it's a crying shame because I thought they looked fantastic I think yeah. they still do no it's uh, not ta- not the usual talking uh, about electric cars I did see you know Chris Marin of the forum yep. um, so he got a text message uh, or an email from Mercedes he had uh, what, what do you call Mercedes is EQC EQE EQA, EQA whatever like it was and he had one order for the new year mm-hmm. and they literally sent him an email saying uh, we don't make this car anymore so there's your money back just like that just like that Unreal. It was, you know, and this was something he had come in the new year. He has been, you know, took the time to spag it, took the time. And it was essentially like, well, we're not making the same more, so there you go. And this, this comes back to your, like, I understand why you haven't changed your car in a while, maybe now, because the, especially if you're thinking of buying you. Uh, <laughs> but, but the way you're, like, uh, sometimes people are treated, you know, after putting up a huge amount of money or anything else, then it's just thrown back in our face or we can't do it or, you know, it's mad. I know. It's, it's nuts. Um, I just feel like... Uh, the whole point of the sales process is to try and entice customers in, but it seems like they're going against that at the moment. Yeah, it's, uh, it's mad all, all together. Um, I suppose just to kick the EVs in the nuts, and I haven't bought one yet, even though I've uh, uh, waxed lyrical about it. I've been, I've, I've been offered an MG4 to, to test drive, by the way, and they're supposedly brilliant. I just haven't the time. Look, I actually think they look a really cool wee motor. Twenty five grand, uh, but uh, all EVs are getting taxed from twenty twenty five. Woo! Well, look, do you know something they had to? It was going to happen. It yeah. was always going to happen. And and I think the charging starting to come here because the local charging infrastructure over the last four to six weeks there have been stacks of local chargers even close to where we are recording at the moment down on Butcher Road uh, at Tesla the first superchargers installed here in Northern Ireland and a pile of pile of other places have had chargers put in, but. Uh, charges for charging, you know, it's coming. Price of electric and all the rest, you know, it's. Well, again, I, know. you know, from from what I read in the forum and stuff like that, there, um, I think the the charge that they need to introduce is the the charging hoggers, the people who go and plug their their shit to be hybrids, and they're going to get them thirteen more miles on it, and they're <laughs> taking up a space for the whole day. Yes, uh, and they're and the 
because there's nothing to stop them and you can't disconnect somebody else, which yeah. is a real crying shame as well. I was in Dublin yesterday and I came back and was actually a bit earlier. I was meant to collect Junior from school, but I had time to kill. And I pulled in Sprisfield and I was just a bit tired driving. I thought I'd sit here and listen to radio for a while. And I parked in the, you know, the top car park where the electric points are. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's two cars sitting plugged into them. And a guy in an 84 Volkswagen pulled in, which we have an order now. So it was a sort of nosing over that. But mm-hmm. he waited and waited and waited. And uh, this woman eventually came kind of dawning up the car park as slow as she could with trolley full of stuff. And she put stuff under her car. And then she got under her car and she just sat there. And it was like a Mexican stand-off or like a standoff or whatever. They were just sitting staring at each other. And he was waiting for the move and she just was not budging. And uh, her car had been there for a good while, I'd say. So she must have been... Sitting like just waiting for that extra five percent to go on. Yeah. Well, sure. No, I think I, I think you would find there's there's people who if they live anywhere near charge will drive their car to the charger and then walk home, mm-hmm. probably in their slippers with their Daily Mail <laughs> folded under their arm. You know, <laughs> you talking about Rocco again? Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. So uh, I know that's what you have to put up up with. Did you see uh, Ken Block in his electric uh, Audi? I haven't watched this yet. No, I keep seeing uh, references to it and stuff. Uh, I was looking last night at something that popped up in my feed, and I thought I really want to take half an hour and watch this properly on a big screen somewhere so it's it's an amazing video Uh, uh, it is like an S1 ID Quattro but fully electric powertrain like a thousand horse lighting all four wheels but just all electric motor wine Mm -hmm. and uh, it's an amazing film and like there's a part of it where he actually he drives into the flat out into the lobby of one of the casinos and does donuts in the lobby and then straight back out again and uh, and then and that was fine. I was like, oh, it doesn't sound the same. And then someone did a piss take the video and put like a V8 soundtrack over the yeah. top of it. Sounded far better. So just in the last week, uh, there has been another vi- Hoonigan video out with uh, Travis Pastrani. Uh, I think we need to uh, an- a nod of to is it the Reload? Reload po- tra- yeah, a nod to the, to the Reload podcast for, for that because I can't get that name out of his. Uh, Travis Pastrana, but Pastrami sounds much better. <laughs> uh, did a... Uh, uh, an old Subaru, uh, like it's old Subaru estate in in Florida, and that's fantastic. It does a big, it does a big jump over a bridge, over over a helicopter and stuff. It is spectacular. So Plus, that's well worth too. that's well worth a watch. And you know what brings it back home? Ken in the EV versus that. You know, it's you know, it's the internal combustion, just wheeling mm-hmm. and turbo chatter and all the rest. Yeah, everything. And in fairness, is uh, they both can drive, but Travis can steer. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I would give him. You know, just from watching him, he's probably just that wee bit more switched on. There's a, there's a lot of precision, isn't there? And both of them, well, and yeah. both what they do. But you sometimes wonder how many techs have they gone through just to get it right. And you see him just drifting over the edge of something where he could drop into water or, you know. And it makes me think, and am I balling Ross here? It makes me think what my VRS would be like with 400 horse now. <laughs> Not that you I'm could, getting ideas. You could drift better. Although, do you know something? Do you know what I'd love to do? I, <laughs> You know, in the car wow videos, mm-hmm. have you seen um, when he starts now donutting around the other cars just to get the tyres warmed up? Mm-hmm. Have you seen that there? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we should do that there just to warm up the back tyres of the M3 versus yeah. the RS. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> no bother. I have, to, I have to warm up all four tyres. <laughs> it's uh, kind of the modern way of fishing a challenge, isn't it? <laughs> Beating your chest, kind of. Absolutely. Um, and then the only other thing that uh, happened in, in my mind recently, a lot of things happened since we last spoke. Was they've killed Ford have killed off the Fiesta, which is a wee bit of a crying shame. Yeah, um, again, it's, it seems strange that what was undoubtedly one of the most popular cars for 40, 
40 odd years now. Long time, yeah. Mm-hmm. But is this too, is it being killed, killed, or is it being replaced with something with a new name like they did with the Escort and the Focus? Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be like an EV. Probably. Okay, Escort was a questionable name, to be honest, anyway. It had a goal, but <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> Fiesta is not so bad. There's nothing like a 16 year old Escort. Uh, <laughs> from well, Moneta, it's a you well. I've seen that, the, the video they got that uh, guy does all the one liners on YouTube, and he's like, uh, uh, filled the escort with diesel. She di- she died. All kinds are wrong. Absolutely horrendous. I think we need a bit of context. Post the we'll post the video link uh, so you can. You I can actually don't think we should post no. any context at all. <laughs> no, we should just just leave that as a clip to kind of be using evidence in court against me. Anyway, that is enough for me, guys. You, uh, what else is the crack, Gary? Relieve us all. I'm just going to talk about the the abomination that is the new BMW M2. It's terrible. I just don't know what BMW are on these days. What are they smoking? Like everything they're touching seems to be coming out looking just hideous. It it's, it really is. It's a rotten looking car. You've got but the M2, and then you've got the what's that new Jeep? Is it not an X5? It's slightly oh, that, bigger. The, the really X, big we talked about it. Oh, the square X. one. You've got the new Seven Series with the wee slitty headlights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then obviously all the the tobacco surrounding the last M3 and the huge grill in the front and the Seven Series grill. This seems like their designers are either like one step ahead of everyone else, and we're all going to catch up eventually, mm-hmm. or else they're just being controversial f- for the sake of it, just to try and get sales or whatever. Well, I have to say, in defence of, of the G82 M3 Touring, I think that. Looks absolutely cracker, yeah. But at eighty five grand, uh, a lot of dough. That's a lot of dough. But yeah, M two horrendous. In a standard guys, it's horrendous. But did you see? I uh, I added in show notes there. They've done like a full all modified one. Have you seen that? Yeah. yeah. And do you know something? This has come back a wee bit to like the FK Civic, where like they've just got ridiculous. They put on every kind of wing and scoop and everything on it. Give us a picture up, Gary. Show us show us for this or. Uh, what what this modified M2? I, I, like, like they couldn't get any worse. BMW made such a balls of the styling of the latest generation of car. And the other thing I hear is that the M240i is is a great car. You know, it's oh, yeah. four wheel drive. Was it? Is it three sixty five brake now? Uh, a Was there a, a name for it, Ross? Did I add a link certain addition? So we're going to uh, run interference here whilst we do a yeah, Google search because sure. everyone wants to listen to a podcast where, uh, yeah, where we, yeah. we search uh, Google so, so oh yeah sorry oh it's okay it's on the top of your website so uh, oh yeah actually yeah. where do you see this that looks awesome so we're looking at a uh, tell me that it's not a good looking car that is incredible but but they have to do some sort of uh, 1980s TV style uh that, that looks like I'm looking at it on a low resolution monitor. You know what they've done? Like it's it's an it's orange with a big Larry body kit, but with these sort of white light or it's black like a weave in the paint, doesn't it? So like it yeah. actually looks like it's been rubbed down with a brillo pad when you look at the side of it. <laughs> it. It looks like it's a pixelated bad picture, but it lo- also looks kind of uh, there is something kind awesome. of cool looks about it. A lot better than the standard M2, which yes, like it really is for an M car. Like M cars used to be special, yeah, and. You know, all the photographs and the everything that's came up with the new M2, like the official BMW press mm-hmm. photography, it's flipping disgusting, so it is. So we'll post links to this. And we've just show, got show the notes. proportions don't look right at all. Plus, yeah. on, on that on that subject, the M cars being special, like you can buy a 240i now and it has the same wide body mm-hmm. yep. as the M2. 
Yeah. And you kind of wonder what they're getting at what there because the that's going to drive down the sails and that the appeal of it. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And it's four-wheel drive as well, the, the MT40i. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, actually, I was reading uh, Jeffro Bovington, and Evil has one mm-hmm. as a, a long-termer, and he loves it, the 240i. They'll say it's, it's a genuinely good car underneath, mm-hmm. and uh, you kind of look at one of them now. They've got the body of the M2. They've got almost some of their power, you know, enough to remap wouldn't fix. Why would you pay so much extra for an M2? Yeah, it's, well, it's a hard one to know because they always say, look, all the M hardware is in the proper M cars. And I can sort yeah. of buy that sometimes to a, uh, to a certain degree, but... I don't know the uh, the looks of the car count for so much. Mm-hmm. I think we were just talking about the Civic earlier on and how divisive the older generation Civic was. It was just too Larry. I just I just couldn't bring myself to buy one, or I probably would have considered yeah. one, you know. But it was just it was just a no no. Even though it was probably the best driving car you could have bought. They did bring out that addition at the end. It didn't have the wing. Yes, it was more uh, slightly plainer looking, but same um, transmission, engine, internals. Yeah, etc. But it was still. It was still, it sort of, it was like, it had the bad taste in the mouth of its Larry brother, <laughs> you know, but sure, uh, we'll post a link, to, a link to that in the show notes yep. and there's some pictures because it is, if you're listening, have, it's worth having a, uh, maybe everyone also love it, but it could be an AFLE beholder, you know. Yeah, maybe RMS will get full of them and then we'll be like, oh, we spent a whole <laughs> podcast yeah. slagging off. Slagging oh, we we off. love them too. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next my list of fuel prices are getting back to normal. I went in and filled up recently for one fifty nine per liter. How hold on. One fifty nine liter is not normal. Well, compared to one ninety nine. One ninety nine is just yeah. shocking. It's not normal like you know, Americans are still getting it for twenty P, but mm-hmm. it's not bad for us. It's like it's heading the, what it was. It's heading the right direction. Yeah. What I wonder about that is from what you're saying, Ross, is is this well people will accept pen one fifty liter, so that's now the baseline and we won't drop it but you know, it's yep. a market force market forces yep. and, and we're gonna get shafted. We're the ones getting yeah nailed. Especially with inflation at when, when you see how quickly yeah. the price goes up, you know, when all the bullshit about the the barrel price and this that and the other and the price, and, you know, as soon as barrel prices are, are even discussed, you see all the four courts bring the prices up. When they're going down, they're so slow to take the stuff back down again. Yeah. So so I <clears throat> I personally think that even though, yes, it is coming back down to a more tolerable price, mm-hmm. they have us on the hook now, you know, mm-hmm. that, that we're, we're used to having to pay that higher price. So if we drop it by 5 or 6 or 10%, we all think this is great. So look, you know, we're saving money here, even though it's still far higher now than it was two years ago. It's the Boxing Day sales effect. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, Without totally. all the crap, drive the price up and then tell you you're saving ten percent. People go mad for it. Mm-hmm. Aye, like 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 Black Friday is a prime example yeah. of that as yep. well. Uh, and uh, the other thing is that the whole electric car argument—it's sort of totally ruining the. If you're if you're being totally clinical about the spreadsheet exercise of owning an electric car, will it save you money? It's much more difficult now because electricity is a lot more expensive. Yeah, fuel was, but it's starting to come back down, mm-hmm. and the electric market hasn't really. Follow that. Gonna, you know. gonna meet in the middle at some point. Yeah, and yeah. the free charging is done away with now. Yeah, free char- if free charging is going to be done away with, then yeah, you know that's and tax in two years' time. So. Tax mm-hmm. is coming as yeah. well, so it's all you know. But uh, that was I suppose it was always going to happen because we, as motorists, were always going to get shafted. We probably just had it really good for a long time because it's now much. Do you know something? I think that that in a nutshell is that we we have had it good for a long time. You know. <laughs> and as as much as we kind of probably don't want to to look at it, the whole kind of pre-COVID and just as COVID started in the lockdowns, when prices were down for everything, when roads were clear, when we went there, that's as good as we've had it in a long, long, long time. Yeah. 
ne- probably never to see those things again. Gary, I want to know what the water bowl trick is. I wish I didn't know actually because it's so stupid. Um, so two, I- two people, one bowl. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thinking something else, Sandy? There. Um, <laughs> When I, when I was filling up at 159, um, I went home and I was Googling it just to see has it gone down everywhere. I was just curious. And uh, one of the things that came up was this guide, you know, how, how do you uh, save fuel when you're driving and tips and tricks and all there. And this was number two on the list, I think. Now, this is not some uh, YouTube short or mm-hmm. some guy on Facebook. This was a national newspaper mm-hmm. putting this into their, their editorial and advising that this is a, a tried and tested method. So apparently if you take an open bowl of water and set it in your front seat, it will encourage you to brake and accelerate in a more regulated way, which helps your fuel. Now, no mention of it spilling over your lap and causing a crash <laughs> or something like that there. I just want to know, have any of you ever considered doing this or done it? And if so, can you go and jump off well, a, well, a skyscraper I, now? I have immediately thought of a counter-argument to this. Have you ever watched any of the initial D animated cartoons? You know, so, I have, yeah. So so the whole, the whole deal with the initial D uh, storyline was... Uh, uh, animated Japanese guy he's a tofu delivery driver the tofu's in the boot of his A86 uh-huh. Corolla but he's, his drifting was so smooth the tofu wouldn't spill all over the place <laughs> <laughs> now I guarantee you that's not actually how, how yeah. it would uh, work out but that's my point that was a cartoon and this is a national newspaper saying <laughs> you should do this <laughs> so I just thought it was crazy that's, uh, you know. that's sat- just satire gone wrong huh? yeah that's uh, that's my, like uh, yes. Can you save uh, money with your driving style? Of course you can. But do you know what? Sometimes you're on a B road and yeah. you're just flipping. We're, we're you're going to get a wet lap with the <laughs> the water bowl flying across the. We're all being led down to you know autonomous driving, self driving cars, blah 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 blah. You know driving smoothly, driving this that, and the other. Just fucking enjoy it when we can. Yeah. Yep. And Ross has just segued nicely into my, my next piece that I'm going to talk about. It's Uber has launched four self-driving taxis in Los Angeles, which are based on an Ionic 5, but they've been modified by this company called Motional, which I think is a great name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's Motion and Emotional mixed together. Uh, so each car has 30 exterior sensors as well as cameras, radar and LiDAR systems to identify hazards at an ultra-long range. Uh, this means the cars can drive themselves without driver intervention or attention under limited conditions and within an approved area, which they call geofenced area. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you, you ring up, or you, you don't ring up, you open up your Uber app and you order this, and you will be told that it's a self-driving car, so you have the option of declining it. If you drive the traditional, uh, I'd probably say for me, method of having a human behind the wheel. <laughs> and... Uh- I, I think I've seen one of these. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. You know, I'm just you know, America's a land of lawsuits. I'm waiting for the first thing to go wrong here and Oh, without a doubt. So Uber will be absolutely bent over. Some someone will be reading your yep. newspaper article about the the bowl of water and they'll be sitting there with their <laughs> bowl of water right up the meniscus, right up to the top of the line. I got two drips of this flipping all over me. I have a feeling I have it when I'm I'm looking fast on my laptop now. Back in uh uh, when was it? Uh, springtime. I was in Vegas over visiting Patrick, mm-hmm. and I am pretty sure I saw one of those. Uh, what did you call them? Motionless. Motional. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't Zooks. I saw Z O O X, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna post. I'll post this in the show notes, but I'm gonna show you guys here. And this is some sort of Jeep or something like that. There, and it has all the lidar and autonomous yeah. crap on it, and all that sort of carry on. So they were testing these. Uh, 
Invicted. Oh, right, yes. So, so there's well. the Ionic 5 itself. So you can see it's got all this stuff. There's a huge kind of unit sitting on the roof with I assume that's like a radar or LiDAR system. Yeah. And cameras all around it. So, you know, it's so it's kind of the, it's the future arriving now. And they're calling it RoboTaxi and all this here. It's interesting to see if it does work and there isn't a huge crash or nothing goes severely wrong like this, we'll probably absolutely explode. Because they'll be removing the drivers and all the cost of drivers. Mm-hmm. And as a business model, fantastic. Maybe not so good for the people who are actually driving these uh, and making an income. I, I wonder as well. Uh, this is this will this will suit a city, a populous city. Yeah. Five G data, uh, f- uh, hyper realistic maps of roads and uh, maybe like road sensors and all sorts of stuff going on. I don't think it's going to suit the uh, back roads of <laughs> Northern Ireland. Bypass. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to suit the A twenty six or the A two no. coast road in Northern Ireland or something. I like should that. have added there. There is a feature apparently that if something does go wrong or the car, you know takes a wrong turn or loses control someone can actually uh, take control of the car remotely and mm-hmm. drive it uh, just a bit like you know, a drone pilot or something <laughs> out there <laughs> I would definitely hopefully not a complete nutcase who pushes at the 120 <laughs> just please bear with me I'm driving two other vehicles at the moment and then the wee, the wee jingle comes on while you're hurtling down the road at 100 mile an hour towards a wall I just want to buy one red Johnny cabs up the side oh, yeah. total recall <laughs> Johnny cabs absolutely fantastic um, yeah look stuff like that is People want to crack that because they think that, um, unfortunately, they want to make the 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 copy redundant. You know, yeah, and or or they want to say, well, look, you can buy your Ionic Five, and you can go out and have, and this is this is where it gets controversial. But I'm sure there's the thoughts of, well, you can you can go to the, drive yourself to the pub, get hammered. And then the car will drive you home. We'll drive now, you home. obviously, mm-hmm. legislation will will not cover you for that uh, whatsoever. And we absolutely do not condone something like that. But that's, I'm sure, the thought process. Well, there's nothing really wrong with it. Like if, I, I always have said, if cars could have breathalyzers built in, now they should have. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. if you can get in your car and you stick your thumb up against someone or takes a blood sample, you're too drunk to drive. I'll mm-hmm. drive you home. You know, that's perfect. Yeah, that is. Yeah, and un- unfortunately, that at, at the moment, this time of year too, we do see and the, the cops have a huge oh, amount yeah, of detection crackdowns and, and, and crackdowns yeah. and things like that, and the amount of people that are getting caught. There was a was the morning after, usually more than the night before. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was a hideous video in art posted on RMS recently. If, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, but but like the people were just absolutely you know one of the English constabularies, but it, it it's frightening. Like it, it really is frightening how stupid some people are. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, there's there's no excuses for it whatsoever. I think anybody drink driving on the roads deserves absolutely everything coming to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's horrendous. But people will make those stupid, rash decisions. And as you say, Gary, it, it's, it's the morning after. Yeah. Do you know something? We've all been out and no doubt been scooped. And, you're, you know, when I say scooped, I mean like putting a scoop of drink into you. Mm-hmm. And you just know I'm not fit for driving in the morning. Yeah. You know what? What take? But there's what, so many people. You know, they, they just seem oblivious. They say, oh, yeah. I, "I feel fine." You know, and they may have had ten pints six hours ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just yeah. it, they, they might be great at handling hangover and not feel the effects, but yeah. the, the, the awareness or the lack of awareness, you know, that how much alcohol is still in their system, that's just amazing. The, the realization in people's faces, you know, in in those videos when they realized that that they were over the limit, mm-hmm. and that they, you know, even the ones on the morning the mm-hmm. morning after that, they're the realization that. I fucked up big down here because this is my license gone, yeah. my livelihood gone, my yep. job gone. Yeah, totally. 
And you know something? Slap it up and because, you know, the, you know, whilst we talk and we have a laugh about carrying on and doing this, that and the other, there are taxis. There are this, that and the other. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's there's all these things. Um, there's it's something there's absolutely no excuse for. No, you know, and it's, it's, there, there's very real consequences. Like if a friend of mine from years ago, his sister was knocked down and killed in the Antrim Road by a mm-hmm. drunk driver. You know, so it's something I, I do take a very kind of negative view of uh, nowadays. But I think if people haven't, uh, experienced that kind of negativity or, or even been aware of it you know do some people it's just a bit of a laugh I'll go out and have a few drinks get up the next morning don't even yeah, think about it too much don't even think about it you know but it can happen trying to trying to steer the ship in the right direction here <laughs> yep. uh, hopefully the good thing with some of this autonomous technology is that maybe people who don't care about driving there'll there'll be enough systems in place to try and make the roads a bit of a safer place mm-hmm. anyway yeah. despite who the driver is you know and mm-hmm. and I and I wonder how many you could argue that roads have always been unsafe because of the drivers, mm-hmm. not the cars. Oh, totally. Always a human factor has well, been the problem. You're like the NRA. It's not the gun's fault. It's no, the, I, I love... <laughs> the people told Don't get like, me wrong. I love driving. And like, I hold my hands up. Tooting gas here. <laughs> I, I've, I've probably caused a lot of that unsafeness at times, but you know, I, I, you have to acknowledge it as humans that are the problem. Yeah, totally. But uh, hopefully it's, it's one of those things, isn't it, where like lane assist annoys the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time, until that time when I'm on, on a good bit of motorway, it works all right. Yeah. But then the rest of the time, it's an absolute disaster, mm-hmm. you know. Or uh, someone decides that they need to take a quick left turn, and then suddenly it's like, emergency braking. And it's like, no, no, you're going to be fine. We're not going <laughs> to yeah. take the back end off them here. So uh, I know they, it's, uh, the whole autonomous thing is, it's just still, it's still not there. But it is going to be interesting. Like, you know, when we're talking about the tunnels taxis, I'm sure we've all been out for nights with mates and that there. And there's always been the one Scooby mate who gets out just before the end and does a runner so he doesn't have to pay his taxi. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's his own car going home. <laughs> yeah. But Remember the thing, uh, the, what was it? You, um, you rung someone up and they came on a, a fold-up scooter, an electric scooter, or a, a, it had a small engine or something out there, and then they drove you home in your car and then lifted the scooter out of the bit. Opened it up and, on and away the they went again. And I always thought that was, that was a brilliant idea. Brilliant that's a, idea. That was a cracker idea. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it ever really took off. It, it definitely was used in London a few times. Mm-hmm. Or some of the bigger cities in the UK. Although I don't know how much I would fancy a fellow hopping into my yard. <laughs> and <laughs> trying to flip and bundle his flipping uh, e-scooter into his the e-scooter boot. e-scooter in the boot. Yeah. Burberry tracks it and everything on him. <laughs> <I go>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, maybe maybe just leave me the scooter and take the yard home with him. Yeah. Right, in the interest of time, I'll jump on to one of the next things here. Uh, the NEC Classic Show was on recently. Didn't we, make it this year. We should have went. And should I am, have, but I'm couldn't, actually, couldn't make it. I'm actually devastated I didn't go. Look, I, I probably couldn't have made it either. But I tell you now, uh, if you haven't been to the NEC Classic Show, it is yeah. fantastic. We've talked about it many times. It's, it's a really good show. Um, my dad did go over. He did think it was a little bit down in numbers and stuff this year and mm-hmm. slightly down on uh, the volume of cars as well. But... Mm-hmm. You know, when the NEC's down, the volume of cars are still probably a few thousand in there. Like and, it's a massive show. And I know we're going to talk about Silverstone, but that's that's yeah. always the highlight of the show. Some of the crazy numbers people will pay for for what we would consider sometimes normal stuff that was yeah. from back in our day, the 80s and 90s. Like. Well, that's that's what we've done here. We've listed out some of the cars that they sold at the Silverstone auction during the show. Um, there, I guess there's a long list of cars, maybe over 150, but a lot of them, there's a lot of classics and really, really old vehicles. I've listed just a few of the kind of modern classics that people in our mess would typically be interested in. And uh, I know you've spoken, Andy, a few times just about general prices and things for modern classics, and there's a market about to 
to explode or is it about to you know, stagnate? But if you look at some of these here, like through Anderson, a 1996 Corrado VR6, 49,000 miles, sold for 25 grand. I was going to ask, what was it, a VR6, okay, so no. 49K, 25K? Now, remember, the, these are the auction sale prices, so you add on another 15% for fees and bits and pieces, so people that are buying it are aware it'll probably end up at 28, 29. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a Golf GTA Mark II, 27,000 miles, Conqueror's Edition, 27K. How, how many valves? And eight. Eight valves, I think. And eight volt, yep. and, and big bumper or wee bumper, or is it? I didn't look at the bumpers, sadly. Oh, fuck. I'm not a, not a golf nut. If we had some vadgers on the show, they <laughs> would uh, te- be asking these these questions. But that's still for a, for a eight valve, 27k Conquers, 27k. And yeah. I think I talked on this podcast about trying to buy an eight valve Ooh. just after the start of covid mm-hmm. it's in the family it's still in the family it still hasn't it's moved. right remember your uncle or something wasn't yeah, it? yeah yeah so uh, no but uh, uh no love there no uh, not no. my uncle that was uh, uh someone else in the family there um but they've had it for since new mm-hmm. but uh, anyway what else we have we had a focus rs mark one car close to my heart um had one many years ago and f- just loved it i thought it was one of the best cars I ever had 21 miles so basically brand new that's it's in time warp condition so that's getting any bigger figures, 75 big ones. It's a, a front-wheel drive Focus RS in a small body. I know people think they're great, and I know you have a connection with one because you have it. I, I, know, I know what you're going to say, is it worth 75 grand? No, not, no, not, no, no. Not, what I'm going to say is it is not worth 75 no. grand. Not the drive, but as a, a if you're an RS collector and there's plenty of Ford fans out there, it probably you know it would be worth it to lock it away, especially for those kind of miles. 21 miles, it's... Uh, Unreal. Okay. Even worse than that, a Renault Clio V6 Phase 2, 13,000 miles. So it's had a bit of usage. Not new by any means. Um, acid yellow. I think there's something like 1,300 or 1,200 of these cars, and there's only 21 in this color. And uh, this is one of them, 92,000. 92 grand so for a... For price a, of a decent house. For a fat classic Clio that didn't drive particularly well. Tried to kill you at every... Uh, <laughs> well, the Phase 2 was better, remember? They were the ones that got more favourable reviews. Back, But that was back when Renault had enormous cojones. Yeah. To, to do something like that. Put, yeah. to, put, you know, to put a V6. V6. Mid-engine. <laughs> mid-engine. I, I remember Max Power years ago, when they first came out, they reviewed it, and they said, if one of your mates told you that he was going to strip his Clio out, make a white arch, and put an engine in the back, you tell me he's another. Mm-hmm. But Renault went and did it. Yeah. But, and but, and I think it's and it's Renault Sport and Diebenas who build these things and uh Renault Sport and now Alpine, uh, but they just build they build great cars. I think all that Renault Sport stuff is so much better built and so entertaining. Yeah. Drive every everyone, even even the crap ones are still brilliant. Even like mm-hmm. uh the sixteen hundred turbo uh auto only Clio two hundred was still uh, I think it over around the ring. It's great. Yeah, great fun. Even the pearl ones, though. Even the pearl ones are, yeah. are are class, and then all the trophy stuff and all. It's just that all that stuff's mega. Um, what else we got? We got a Focus RS Mark II RS five hundred edition. That was one if you call it a kind of like a, a matte black matte black one. Was wrap. It? Oh, wasn't it wrap? I don't think it was paint. I think they were actually wrapped. Yeah, they were wrapped by Ford. hundred grand for that. Hundred k for that. Now just under a thousand miles. Um, yeah, you big can money. Keep it. Big money. Honda NSX was more like it. Nineteen eighty two red, eleven thousand miles, one owner, one hundred twelve k. What money, Gary, would get you into one of the last NSX R's? The Type R's. I at one stage that's what they were going for around one hundred ten, one hundred twenty k. But I'd say now 
200 up. Those are, wow. yeah. those are the white ones with the red are seats peak, and everything. Peak yeah. Honda. Just yeah. uh, work of art. Still get really good reviews. Every now and again you see one in an article and they're, they're actually comparing it against modern stuff. And fair enough, it's down in power and all that there, but as a driving machine, like it's just unparalleled. Well, that's where I think yeah. was it was Evo pulled one out for a test in the last... Yeah, uh, they, they still look great, especially in that white. Earlier on this year, it's you know something's really good when they bring that out and say, right, what was the yardstick of really good before? Yeah. Yeah. To see, yeah. you know, do we still judge things in the same way? I love that sort of consistency uh, exercise. Um, what 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 else? So I would have loved to get a nosy around that. That's the sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, so things on your list, and I like, I like your list, so um, contrary to popular opinion, I would have had a good look around the VR6 Corrado because I think they're a much better car than the Golf. I, I quite like them. Pablo had one, if you call, uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. And I drove it, and mm-hmm. I the sound was the thing that stood for me. It just sounded brilliant. Mm-hmm. Probably had a KN and all that, but just the a real nice burble of them. And the spo- remember the spoiler all went up yeah. on them? They were very unique so looking. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I had a good hook around the Mark II. Um, not not the not the the blue oval. Sorry, um, NSX. Wow, you see, this is the sort of stuff. That's yeah. what I love about the Silverstone yeah. auctions. Where they modern go, classics, and there's much more than this. You, you know, can just go around and poke yeah. around that stuff for uh, free. It's, it's like it's nice to get to see that. Mm-hmm. The last time I list, I actually found interesting because they're really, really similar cars. Uh, not just in uh, their ability, but age, mileage, everything, but the, the price gap was amazing. Mm-hmm. So we have a 2000 Mitsubishi Evo 6 Tommy Magnum with 30,000 miles and then a 2000 Impreza P1 with 39,000 miles. The Evo was going for 110 grand and the Subaru was going for 37 grand. That's now, you could argue the 22B is probably the natural competitor, but to me it's even more rare and wide arch and all that there mm-hmm. and it's, it's just a bit beefier, you know. I always thought the P1 and Evo 6 were very similar in abilities. P1 was one of my dream yeah. cars. It was a poster car for me. It was just beautiful. I, I think a P1, and I think I saw one advertised, or was it on collecting cars, went for about 30k <laughs> recently. And I thought, do you know what? That's pr- If you really want peak UK spec Impreza, mm-hmm. Aye, not that's, not, that's not far away. Yeah. You know, I, I think they're a beautiful looking car. They, they, they did everything right. It's the, the last of the crystal light generation, mm-hmm. so the body's that bit lighter. They're a good going thing. I drove one a couple of years ago, and they're they're quite short geared. Like the acceleration was really really good. Enough. Mm-hmm. So back to what you start with. Would you, if you had thirty seven thousand pound, burn a hole in your pocket, or forty seven thousand pound, burn a hole in your pocket? Would you buy your P one with ten grand change, or would you buy your Civic Type R? You, you, I don't think I could run, or you would run a, an Impreza every day. It's too good for that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like any of these cars in this list are, they're either parked in a bloody bubble in your garage, or uh, you're only bringing it out for an oil cars and coffee yeah. or something like that. You know? I, I drove a Tommy Mac every day Ex- for about exactly. six months. Yeah, yeah and I yeah. look now but, a lot and seeing should have locked it away. But you say that, but I think it's brilliant. Cars are there to yeah. be driven. And so, I, don't, I don't agree. I don't agree at it. You know, so I enjoyed I've, it. I have thirteen thousand miles in my yards or something yeah. like that, and there's loads of them knocking about with a thousand miles. Well, you, you, yeah. Memories blah, 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 of the drives blah. you do and the miles you do, you know. Whereas you only take it out once on a Sunday in a blue moon when it's dry. You know yeah. how many memories can you make? Yeah, totally. Can you imagine? So there's there's a twenty two year old Impreza, mm-hmm. still worth thirty seven grand. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine your Civic Type R in twenty two years? Is going to be worth, you know, they're giving you a 22 grand residual after two years or four years, sorry. And they'll still be waiting on the raffle result. <laughs> ah, exactly. I'm still waiting on but, them on but that. You know, the, the, you know the, 
there's the difference in cars. Mm-hmm. You know, people are prepared to spend a hundred grand but the, on a ten-year-old Focus. The reason I listed these is for you know that reason. I want to just to show you that I don't think the market is sinking by any means. Like people are still no. paying insane no, money that, for these cars. I wonder. So then, if that's the case. And it's funny, I'm going to make all these uh, assumptions and assertions. I remember when COVID came along and uh, the thread was going on on RMS and I was like, oh, everything's going to crash. <laughs> Balls, was I yeah, wrong? What? Yeah, I know. You know, but I wonder with uh, rising costs, and I've talked to this other people and people say I'm wrong, but I'm fine to have the conversation because it's nice to talk about. What else are we going to talk about? Complain about the price of <laughs> borrowing money and all the rest. But I wonder, at that end of the market, that's collectors and people who have cash to sink into something that are, think they're going to be appreciating assets. But back in the normal world, I wonder, have things just tailed off where we're going to start to see a bit of normal depreciation? And I'm going to give you one example of that, right? The Tesla Model 3 in the auto trader at the moment. It is 2019, so it's three-year-old, so it's just finished its PCP or whatever. It would have been 40-odd grand new, and you can buy it, and it had... 25,000 miles, you can buy it for 32. So it's only called, it's lost 20% of its value or something like that. It's not maybe quite worth, but I thought, well, that's that's dead on because mm-hmm. buying a new Model 3 is actually 48. Yeah. So I sort of thinking, well, that's all right. That's lost enough of its money that, that that makes sense to me. I think the days of maybe going out, if you had a new order for um, something like, I don't know, something ordinary. I think that's going to start to lose value. Whereas if someone someone's been buying a car in 2019 mm. and then it's like, well, my car hasn't lost any value. But that's, I think that's now stopped. I, I do think you're right because, <clears throat> again, I, I've been watching collecting cars. Uh, Rennes is doing a lot of photography at the moment for collecting cars. And some of the cars going up are fantastic. Some of them, see, their owners have bought things to flip mm-hmm. and they might have missed the bubble slightly because there's, um, there's one M3 that I'm aware of has been up and collecting cars twice now and it hasn't met the reserve that this guy wants for it. And I'm kind of glad in a way because this this kind of overinflated price that people put in things is ruining it for normal collectors, for, for people who want to take them and enjoy them. This kind of buying a flip, all right, there, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule, but I do think that, there's a, that there is a bit of levelling off in it anyway. It's a little bit, and I think you're generally right, Andy, although I look at the prices of this list here, and I think this is very much the EV effect. You know, these are the last hurrah, really. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's going to be a, a Mitsubishi Evo 11, Evo 12, or an RS Focus Mark 4, Mark 5, Mark 6, and you, you knew that that was coming, then these might go down a bit, but these really will be the last of their kind, the last of their breed. And after that, it's EVs, and we know it's EVs all the way. And yeah. I think for that reason, the prices are sitting where they are, and I don't think they'll drop even through a recession. Or They might go down a little bit, but I don't think we're ever going to see them back down at 20 grand. Yeah, and look, I totally agree with you. I suppose then what I'm saying is there's there's the nor- the normal market, mm-hmm. the day-to-day stuff. I think it will hopefully yeah. go back to the pre-season. I think it will. Yeah. But this stuff here will, you know, uh, no one cares about a, a 1400 Fiesta, but... Uh, uh, an ST or uh, RS or something like that. Yeah. It's a totally different story. Yeah. Well, I don't know. 1400 Fiestas are rarity now. Mm. <laughs> now they're dead. No, well, you see, that's the thing. You, you can just imagine how someone pens the ad in a car in yeah. Classic, you know. But uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting uh, times. Fantastic, uh, fantastic examples. Uh, I wish we were over to see them because that's 
that's what I love about that show um, is you can actually get get a good nosy around that stuff. Yeah, so I've been I've been looking at different things. You know, one of one of the big things I'm going to go back to is, you know, when we're talking about cars, the members thread in RMS, and we do talk about it every now and then, but just recently it seems to have blown up with you know such an eclectic mix of of different things. You know, we've got we've got two brand new C8 RS6s, which I think when we're when we're talking about real world performance cars, mm-hmm. supercars. Uh, the RS6, you know, and again, this is where it's going to be interesting to see what the new N3 estate does because Audi have really had the the fast estate market completely sewn up for so long now. Mm-hmm, for sure. And when you look at that RS6 with those big fat arches, the wheels that just fill it, huge brakes. Um, I know loads of people don't like Nardo Grey, but I think, you know, the, the, the RS6 and Nardo Grey with the black wheels, the black pack on it, mm-hmm. it's just one of the most aggressive looking cars on the road. The presence yeah. they have for an estate car. Well, you could argue that um, BMW missed the beat for such a long time by not having the fast estate. But equally, I was always surprised that they never replaced the original saloon RS4 with yeah. a, a white arch. You know the the C8 and the whatever the next model was. Um, especially when BMW were bringing out the X Drive M3 mm-hmm. and they've got a, a four wheel drive saloon, a really yeah. fast one. I've always, you know people are there's a big uh, follower. Or sorry, a big uh, brand folding for Audi, and I just thought the car like that would really sell well. Mm-hmm. Would really well. But then again, you know, it, it's yeah, you know, you're looking at Jamie's one and that beautiful like purpley blue color fills and that mm-hmm. like Nardo. I said they're just they're two stunning cars, you know. And again, the Twitter feed, or uh, you you look after the Twitter feed that because again, you're just getting more and more pictures of these cars coming up, and it's just they're fantastic. So they are. Like, I don't actually look after the Twitter feed. Well, well, I I sometimes dive in, but hats off. Elon does. Hats off to the guys uh, who uh, are are posting away on it because they they do they do a great job, and we've so much amazing stuff in our mess. So we've always great stuff to post on yeah. on uh, social media. One of the ones I, I sat and looked at. There's so there's um, I can't remember what the screen name is, but it's Ronan uh, Stillpoint Photography. He owns that uh, the seventy nine Cadet, mm-hmm. and I sat the other day. I had I had a half an hour sitting. I was just taking a bit of lunch and see just to read through that build thread. You know from from what happened from the original car being written off when he was leaving the built event mm-hmm. in Belfast to getting a shell that was nearly too good to do things with but when you look at what this guy's done now it, it, it's it's honestly it, it's if anybody hasn't taken the time to sit and read through it take 20 minutes of your day and go through that their build thread you see how things can be done properly when mm-hmm. you go to the proper guys who can fabricate the proper guys who can paint like this thing i i messaged him the other day because it's almost going to be too good to be taken out. And his answer was back. He says, when this is out, I'm going to drive the wheels off it. Fair play to him. It's fantastic. But again, there's there's just, that's one of the things that, you know, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass here, but that's one of the things I love about RMS is... is this podcast is not here to talk about how great RMS is. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for, for listeners who may not be on RMS that often or, or you know, I, I would just urge them to... A word to, from our sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> to, to, to drop in and have a look because the, just that eclectic mix of a 1979 Opel Cadet, 
you know, uh, uh, there's a 360 CS rep on which has had like every single thing done to I, it. I clicked on that thread and I read the title, and in my head, I had MR2. You had an MR2 in your head, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I realized it's actually a, it actually is a real Ferrari. It wasn't even a, it wasn't and even you a, another Ferrari, but a 406 the, Cooper and like that, yeah. But even so, the, the, the spec on it is incredible, yeah. That's it's just amazing, it's frightening, you know. And again, just every you know, that that's again, that's another build that has been left with no stone unturned because he, he's he's doing what he's wanting. This is his dream car. This is the car mm-hmm. that he dreamt of when he was a kid. He's in a lucky position that he's been able to afford it. Yep. And now he's building the car that he wants as opposed to one that he's just bought. Yeah. It, it's amazing. You know, fair play to him because not many people would even touch a Ferrari. Like modify it in any shape and form. Yeah. You know, so he's yeah. got big balls to go and do it. He, he, he absolutely does. Fair play to him. Yeah. Um, and again, more and more of these cars... It's one of the cool things. So at this time of year, there's loads of cars and coffee events, and and these guys are taking the cars out and they're driving them to it. And and, and funny that that's that's one of the things that I've missed out in so many kind of cars and coffee this year because just with so many different things on, I think there's been a slight overlap of them, you know. And and it's it's obviously been unintentional from from. But I think we're all just so happy to be getting out and about and yep. driving and and again doing that thing that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Just jumping in the cars on a Sunday morning, going for a run with your mates, having a cup of coffee, having a sandwich, having a look around people's cars. Mm-hmm. That okay, you've seen them, you, but it's still nice to see them being used as opposed to sitting, at, you know, at a car show and that there, gleaned and preened yeah. and pimped up. It's, it's lovely to see people like listen to those cars coming into. You know, you're sitting at Spruce Field and you hear something coming. Not even hard, but just the noise of it and coming off the roundabout and giving that last wee blip just before you come in. It's, it's just, there's something so cool. So I, I, I have missed out because it's, it's one of the things, you know, as, as we're all getting that wee bit older and that there, you know, we've got things to do with our kids. You know, our Sunday mornings aren't what they used to be anymore. And I think it makes it all the more special when, when you can hop along and have 10 or 15 minutes with your, you know, with people who you're yeah. friendly, with people who you talk to through the forums, Facebook, whatever else. It's, it's just... It's cool to be seeing it. And, and the good news is soon you'll be able to uh, book a self-driving Uber for your kids and then you can go to Cars <laughs> and Coffee. I can go to the Cars and Coffee. Send them on the lap of Loch Ness. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look, uh, shout out to Pete PMG for, I think he had a Cars and Coffee there yeah. quite recently. I couldn't make it, unfortunately, uh, but I heard it was, it was great and just great somewhere to have um, people off RMS and anyone else who's interested. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm terrible about advertising RMS motoring, but this is actually based around a website and a big forum. If you don't know what we're talking about, Google RMS motoring, go and join the forum. It's free. You can go and talk to people, read people's threads, more than welcome and anything that's going on. Uh, I should really do some sort of like pre-recorded jingle ad, shouldn't it? Because I'm just not into the whole self-promotion thing. No. Whatsoever. Build it and they will come type approaches. But, but always fairness, been the, my way, the way, prompt you know? cards that you hold up for, for me and Guy, like, now talk about it. <laughs> 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 shush, we get, Gary, we, shush. We get the hint. A <laughs> um, couple more events. So uh, Bishop's Court has been very much in swing recently. So it has been, uh, there's been uh, a crowd have taken on the diffing and drifting events. Mm-hmm. And it started off, you know, obviously just a lump of guys who were interested in going out and shooting the back wheels off their Lexus and that there. But it's grown and grown and grown, and it's turned into such a really good event at the minute. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, Ben spoke to us uh, in the last podcast, so it's moved from not just diffing and drifting that there's going to be drag days and everything held at it. So, so that's something that um, I was speaking to a couple of guys to to get in contact with you just to kind of so that 
we can add it onto the calendars and stuff because I know there's one coming up just before Christmas. Uh, they're normally held on Sundays, mm-hmm. and if you're into that kind of scene at all, yeah, Bishop's Court. And they've spent again, they spent a lot of time and money, kind of making the place very accessible to mm-hmm. um, to people to come down and watch it and that there. So it's somewhere I haven't been. I've I've been out on the circuit. Uh, but not out where they do the drag racing and the drifting in years and years. And you used to do the drifting there. Yeah. And probably done the odd bit of drag racing and drifting and all the rest, you know, back in the... You should probably go and do a wee bit of it just before February comes around. Oh, you reckon? I reckon. Hey, will you be down practising, will you? <laughs> I think I need to. <laughs> Good. Get the pressure on. Get the old muscle memory warmed up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, did you know that the GR Yaris is faster to 30 miles an hour than a GT3 RS? Well... Or is it just a GT3? Just a 30. So if we're, do, if we're doing a it to 30 mile an hour. But then the i3 is faster than most cars to 30 <laughs> mile an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't say much. Uh, yeah, uh, Bishop's Court, uh, always a real good um, following. Uh, down, always good contingent coming up from the south for those types of events yeah. too. You know, it's a, a good, lot it's a good spot. Yep. Yep. Excellent. One other thing I said, um, again, I was talking about the F1. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are nuts about it, but... I'm not that concerned about it, to be perfectly honest. Although what I do love is the the Netflix series because Drive to Survive, Drive to Survive. I think it's just been brilliant watching so has. So I'm really looking forward to to this season of Drive to Drive to Survive because um, you know from 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 everything's been said. And then the only other thing with um, with King Lewis, did you see the video of him drifting? Speaking of F1, speaking yeah, of F1. yeah. I think I was the one who posted that. Well, what yeah. was that about? Like, why did he end up in an R thirty four in Japan? I don't quite know. I think it was. And, and what smoke was? What flavor was the smoke coming from yeah, the uh, transmission the, tunnel? Between the transmission tunnel, that would uh, that be a, a kind of hairy one on your Arthur because yeah. they're not cheap. Have, no, have a good not, re- not replaceable either for uh, Lewis Hamilton R thirty four Japan. And you'll see what we're talking about. So he's out, out cruising about in Fell a on GTR. Tokyo drift. Yep, doing a few, doing a few hoops mm-hmm. as as you would, as you would. Um, that's good to watch. Uh, what else, Ross? Um, there was a few other things. Uh, you know, the the only other thing when we're talking about the price of cars, not there. Did you see where BMW are, have released? Like a special version of their the the original Batmobile, the the can, three. Can I CSL? punch them again? Man, have you seen you it? Have you Andy? No, I haven't seen the, right. the picture of it. We'll, we'll get we'll get this put in the show notes as well. But I'll show you this, Andy, because you got to see it. It's um, and if we don't put it in the show notes, Google it. Because sometimes we say Google we'll it. put it in the show notes and we don't bother our arse. But maybe someone else will post it well, in the thread on this podcast. So yeah. Down there, the 3.0 CSL. So if you look so at that there, and then let's get the original CSL. Oh, so this from is the 70s. A, this, this is a new is bot, inspired I by the original. Oh, so it's inspired. It's not inspired. even the original. Yeah. It's not even the original. So the original, the original is just a thing of beauty. The original was such a cool. Well, the original was kind of it was functional and it was purity, and the new one is an M4 mm-hmm. done up to look like it, which to me is a bit like. Bah! Looking at Katie Price when she's eighteen, then later when she's inflated in plastic. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what that reminds me of? You know those designers that that uh, looked at the three series and five series and go, "Do you know what we need? A GT model. You know, like a really hideous." Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, that that's just. Do you want to know what's awful. even more hideous? What price do you think it is? Well, well, how much is an M? So an M four CSL. You're talking about hundred grand. Hundred grand. One fifty. One eighty. Up. Over two hundred k up. Getting into civic money here. Three fifty. Seven hundred and fifty. 
uh, like that's just three quarters of a million pound. What what is for? What what's so special about this? Because all I see is now and, and, and as soon as it's out, it'll be going for probably two hundred more on Preston Hills. It's it's actually quite ugly. This it's disgusting. Thing. Yeah, it is. It is horrendous. They've got you know the sort of the BMW sort of octagonal angel eyes they have done with like a fluorescent green in the lights. There's something very pretentious about it. It has it has huge nostrils. Do you know what that's built for? That's built for the Chinese market, isn't it? Just absolutely I just, zero I don't know what taste. BMW are building for these days. It just feels like you know they're they're taking uh, they're trying to take styling cues from the original car, but. The original car wasn't about the styling. That mm-hmm. was all about how it drove and yeah, how it functional it was. But it just feels like... This is big plastic stuck on arches. It's yeah, they're totally monopolizing everything they had about the original and trying to put it on an M4. It's terrible. Absolutely horrible. Bad. So that was about all I had to talk and blather and rant about. Well, are we are we on to questions yet, are we? I think we must be by now. Um, I've got quite a lot here to get through. I normally prep a little bit for these, but I haven't had time. So this first thing comes into my head will be the, the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's quite all right. Um, well, look, let's look at the, some of the questions here. Uh, Stephen MC twenty nine asks. Um, oh, and this what first question, and this always happens when we ask questions. These questions sometimes need preparation, and although we did do some preparation for this podcast, we didn't necessarily do enough for this. But uh, we're coming up to Christmas here, which dates the show. If you're listening to us in January, you can flip and, uh, go back to sleep for a minute. Good Secret Santa ideas for automotive folks, 10 to 25 quid. Uh, now, I have I have a horrible answer for any of you independent uh, shop owners out there, but it's hard to beat a £25 voucher for Halfords. Ooh. Mm. Not bad. I, I agree with you. Because um, that, cause then it forces you to go around like the wee tool sets, which are around 30 or 40 quid, and you're like, can I go with this one, go mm-hmm. that one? Mm-hmm. You know... Um, I'm going to go with the, um, you know, way Hot Toys do these little models. So if you know someone that's oh, into yeah. Jap cars or yeah, something yeah. like that there, I, I got a, a little yellow EK9 recently. can't remember the price, but it was definitely under 20 quid. Someone, so, someone someone got, just go on someone's shelf somewhere. You know. Someone in RMS bought a blue Amira, like my car. In the wee, wee bit. That, that's, a, that's a great idea. Um, any other day, ideas, I'm sure. Like, like let's, let's be honest, 10 to 25 quid. That's, my there's my not, eyes are literally lighting up right now. There's, there's not a single line in the Anacam catalogue that falls into <laughs> Did you get an X5? Fantastic local company called Anakem Automotive where they do premium car cleaning products. At sadly out of that budget. <laughs> What's their Google and, reviews like? And we <laughs> Trustpilot reviews. I think we've got over 200 positive five-star Trustpilot and reviews. And how much is it for 200 Trustpilot reviews? Just buy them. <laughs> Actually, well, talking about Trustpilot is a completely different conversation, but holy shit, talk about how they want to price things. Mental. Oh, Absolutely mental. Money. Oh yeah, the big, big money. But... Um, but yeah, so Anakam Automotive, you can buy £25 gift vouchers, no problem at all. Look, cleaning, cleaning stuff is quite good. It falls into that sort of price range. Uh, other brands are available. But not as good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, uh, do you know something? Honestly, buy a gift voucher for somebody because if you know what they like, you know, if it's car cleaning, if it's the likes of Halfords, like Andy said, I think it really is hard to go past the week voucher because then you're allowing the person to buy something or put money towards it that would be useful to them. Do you know what I love? A wee Amazon voucher. See when you put a wee, and you have a wee bit of credit yeah. and you go and buy something and it's like, you've been charged zero and it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, it's like win-win. Can you get a, you know the wireless charging pads for cars now for, yeah, for your no, iPhone? Yeah. So mm-hmm. would they be under 25 quid? Maybe. 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 One that doubles as well, them kind of grip mats and you set it in your dash yeah, and charges up. Yeah. Maybe there's nothing I got in the market. I could have no, cracked onto something there. That's not a bad, um, not a bad shout. But 20, 25 quid is um, 
doesn't go far these days. Like, how, how far would 25 quid take you in terms of diesel? About 100 miles? If even that, yeah. Depends what month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so you give someone 25 quid to feck yeah. off. They don't actually feck off very <laughs> far. Uh, but uh, there you go. So we, we reckon uh, cleaning is a good shout uh, for um, 25 notes. What about an entry to events? So for my uh, birthday, my brother got me some... Um, Bought me some tickets to comedy shows and stuff like that. Like oh, that. Yeah. That's great crack. But I'm just trying to think, is there any events? You could buy buy someone um, if like a drag racing entry or something like that, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. You know? So there's there's stuff like that going on as well. You could I'd do make something it, like, make it you four minutes and something at Rally School, Ireland. Yeah. Well, look, but that's an idea for maybe more of it. But yeah, you could have 50 quid towards Rally School. 25 quid for four minutes could get you a whole lot of things. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it could get you in bother. <laughs> It's maybe one of those things you say, right, I've bought you... Coming uh, back to the 40 Oscars. <laughs> I've bought you t- the £25 or £20 uh, ticket to the NEC Classic Car Show. You just need to spend the other yeah, 300 quid to get yourself there. <laughs> <laughs> but highly, highly recommend it. N- the next question is uh, Dream Automotive Holiday. And, well, my first thought on this is, well, obviously you have to be driving somewhere. It has to have amazing driving roads. My pl- what I would love to do with the Lotus... Pick it up, take it down to the south of France, and then take it back through uh, Cherbourg, Ross Lair, mm. and back home. That's that's my. Uh, I have this idea in my mind. Does it, will it go that way? Probably not. Probably I'll not, probably end up picking it up from Belfast. But uh, something hmm. I I would love to do Cote d'Azur or cause I've been to the, the Monaco Grand Prix and see around that. That's a beautiful part of the world. You know, mm-hmm. you got the coast into uh, into Italy. Switzerland, Alps, mountain roads, then a bit mm-hmm. of Nurburgring, and then back. Something like that would be and uh, that that would be absolutely epic. I also love, and I've driven it a couple of times. Pacific Coast Highway, San Diego to San Francisco is absolutely incredible, but a bit more difficult to take your own car unless you're Jim McGill. Mm-hmm. You ship a uh, a fiat over there, but uh, yeah, something like that. South of France, maybe and. I think, as you said, that that in a nutshell would just be, you know, dream ideal driving. Yeah. Um, or for me, see if I had like a month off where I didn't have to worry about anything, mm-hmm. I would love to fly to either East Coast or West Coast America and hire one of those big, huge RVs and take the whole family and just <laughs> take your time. Clark Griswold it the whole way yeah, along. Uh, do you know something? Just do it like that. Or go to Randy or something, the brother. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just take your time and see different parts of america and you know like like meet the fuckers and that big mm-hmm. huge like mm-hmm. you know i've got my lawyer license so i'm all good to go yeah, yeah, yeah something like that there would just be i think a once in a lifetime kind of trip to enjoy no one ever wants to go and drive in russia do they <laughs> no it was america no uh, the only problem with driving the u.s it's not it's it's a, it's a great for seeing things but not great to, it's just no. straight roads you know like that's why you can have yeah. something enormous so it's like do you want the enjoyment off the driving, or do you want to see things, or do you want to try and do a bit of both? Because, a bit of both. You know, it's uh, what about what about you, Gary? Any uh, thoughts? Um, yeah, I've, I've had two kind of real, um, real real ideas that I wanted to do over the last couple of years, and one of them I did. It was a European drive, so I took a, a Mustang V8 for Europe and did that over four or five days, and that was great crack. Mm-hmm. The other one, um, I'm not really a fan of F1 or stuff like that. I've never wanted to go and do them kind of things, but I've always wanted to go to Monterey Car Week. Mm-hmm. Um, been in Montreal before, but not you know as an automotive faulty. It was just over there, but I loved the place. 
Uh, I'd love to go and see the car shows there, just spend a week in the place. And then when you're in Monterey, you may as well hire a Mustang, drive down the Pacific Highway that you mentioned, because you're right next to it. You are also right beside Laguna Seca there, so you yeah. need to get some yeah. corkscrew action. Oh, exactly. Cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's something I really will do someday. You know, it's it's on the bucket list there. What's it? So get hold, a bit of money together. Hold the phones. You took a V8 Mustang. So tell us about that. Tell us a bit about that trip because that sounds awesome. Uh yeah, with two and a half thousand miles, I think we did. So this has gone back some time. Probably 2012. It was the last generation Mustang. You know, the before they brought out the right hand drive one. Mm-hmm. So I uh, took it down to Dublin, ferry over to Wales, drove across England, sat in the M25 for a few hours, and then um, got down into France. Did you take the tunnel? No. So that's, the ferry. That's, that's on my bucket yeah. list, right? So I want to put my Lotus on the tunnel. I, I, I'm uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I don't know what impression people have. I mean, I'm just a big, I'm just mm-hmm. a big child. I want to go on choo-choo that goes under the water <laughs> in, my, in a car. That just appeals to me so much. Just something cool about yeah. it. Yeah, it's just absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, so you, you got. Oh, that, yeah, I just got ferry. down to France and drove yeah. through France and made a few stops and then down uh, through Spain, kind of the right hand drive or right hand side of Spain and the whole way down to the bottom and Costa del Sol and went and had up Marbella and looked at the nice cars and things there. That's just fantastic stuff. Uh, there's actually now um, I see a couple of weeks ago they released there, there's news of a new ferry from the uh, south of Ireland from Cork direction right down to Spain. Yes. So you can now ferry. It takes twenty nine hours, but. It means you don't have to go through England or get those multiple ferries. So if you wanted to drive uh, through Spain or start off there, it's an easy way to get across. So that is that goes to, I think, Bilbao or somewhere like yeah. that in, nor- yeah. in the north so of Spain. So apparently, is that the Bay of Biscay is, uh, that you go through, it can be interesting if you don't have a strong stomach. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's that's yeah. uh, the way to go. Uh, if you ever watch uh, uh, Harry's Garage, he took his... What fleet was it? Testros or five fifty or one of his one of his eighties Ferraris? Anyway, and he took it from now he took it like Portsmouth or something like that mm-hmm. down to Bilbao, and then he drove it into um, he drove it to the desert. So he did, you know, and and that's in the, Morocco or somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, like you can get yeah. the is it Gibraltar? It's like Top Gear things they used to do. They were always end up in the desert yeah. or some mountain road somewhere. Yeah, and but it, but that's all perfectly possible. Yeah. Like you can just go to Spain. Drive down, get across to the you know the north tip of, of Africa, and away you go, which is which is um, mad. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, see if you want to have your eyes opened about driving trips. There's th- there's three. Well, it's one TV show you have to watch, which is the Ewan McGregor, Charlie Berman, yeah, long way round, yeah. long way down, and long long way up. I've watched all three of them, and my wife loved them as well. And like, we just the long way round when they go through, you just couldn't do that now. That's that's a, that's of its time that trip that mm-hmm. they did, but. It was that's my all three trips mind blowing mm-hmm. and and uh, two brilliant guys who you, you, you just see falling in with the the best one was when they went to where uh, they filmed Star Wars and they had no, Ewan McGregor obviously walking mm-hmm. around he's in Star and he was in Star Wars at the time they were filming you know, and, the, and no one had any idea who he was there was posters for the film you know and he's walking past it and people were just you know tourists going to tourist attractions just yeah. with the blinkers on. Hilarious. But Henry Catchpole does some good articles too on, uh, you know, if, if you want to drive to different countries and do the kind of tours, mm-hmm. he's researched a lot of them. Look, fair, fair play to some of those yep. guys, like the evil guys, um, Carfection and all the rest, doing those types of, right, how far can we go in 24 hours? And they go from mm-hmm. like London to the south tip of France and back just to write a good story. You know, they put, 
they really put the hours in, and that's what makes it really. They can expense it. it; makes a difference. Well, that's that's <laughs> it's their it's their job. But I tell you what, that they, was the thing that beat me actually when I was going through Europe was the amount of tolls that we went through. We never really uh, we we, we I, I realized there'd be some, but I, I underestimated. Mm-hmm. Must have been twenty five different toll bridges we went through and toll stations. Hammer down, hammer down all the time, mm-hmm. flat out. But V eight wasn't easy to feel either. Mm-hmm. So a lot of toll stops and a lot of petrol stops. But well, oh, don't regret it. It's a good crack. Hard to beat. So like, uh, well, well answered, answered there. And you know what? The next question and the last from Stephen, one question per user. We're only on one Stephen. I know. uh, Experiences of Goodwood. So automotive holiday, Goodwood, absolutely top class, best car show, event, live event, atmosphere, crack, things to see, Mm -hmm. uh, fun, amazing. Uh, I have I have enough superlatives to say about that event and and the last time I was there I met Pamela Ballantyne so like you can't <laughs> whack that royalty with a big stick so anyway Goodwood just get it done Diffic- you need to book like a year in advance See, it's it's now December now you need to be booking accommodation trying to get tickets mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's uh, first class someone else pick up the next question go on shout okay. so Murph da Murph. Do you wrap presents or leave them unwrapped? I think it was just do the Santa wrap presents. Oh, so, Jesus. Does this take Santa for Phil? Next. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you believe car covers damage cars regardless of how high quality they are? Oh, now you're the man to answer this. Yeah, I'm going to say um, no, I don't. Uh, simply for the fact that on the first year I had my M3, mm-hmm. so Pete done the ceramic coating and everything else I got there. Uh, it was before I had. Uh, took on my, my new uh, warehouse and working that there. So my M3 sat out for seven months underneath uh, a waterproof, breathable cover. Uh, snow, rain, slush, shit, everything. And I took it off and there was absolutely no problems with it whatsoever. Um, but again, it was an expensive car cover. It was, I think, the guts of 200, 250 quid. Um, Big Pete would tell you, some of them definitely do. You can get micro blisters, you can get this, that and the other. But I think it's with everything, you know, go and read the reviews on it, look at Trustpilot, speak to people who have them. Mm-hmm. That's what forums are there for. Mm-hmm. So uh, my own opinion is, uh, no, I don't believe that all cover, all car covers can damage cars. Do you use them at all, Gary? I have done in the past. Um, I'd say Ross has a more educated opinion than I do. Um, I don't believe you can categorically say they all damage cars. I think if you buy a good one and it's used properly, the way it's meant to be used, it'll be fine if you buy a bad one. Um you don't secure properly and there's damp getting in there and stuff got there, it could end up badly. Uh, there's just one, I just couldn't care less about car covers, I don't do them. That's not, not my thing. Just Karaoke covers, more your thing. Part, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, now you're talking. Um, so true. If you could be an influencer in one area on YouTube, what would it be and... Why? Gary, have you ever, ever fancy being a YouTube influencer? No, I, I, don't, I wouldn't be confident enough to really go on and do videos and stuff like that there, which I know you've done a bit of it on the um, kind of test drives and reviews and things. I think if I would do anything in YouTube, um, I do play guitar and I've always thought I'll go on and do covers and stuff like that there, mm-hmm. so that'll be it. Ross? Um, I can be bothered with influencers, to be perfectly honest, but... Um, do you know something? Here's my opinion on YouTube. There's too many fucking shysters at the minute trying to sell everything, you know, life coaching, fucking pyramid schemes, mm-hmm. all the shit on the sun. So mm-hmm. if I could be an influencer 
on anything, I would just tell people to really take a look at yourself. What do you want to get from watching YouTube, listening to some other smart maybe pricks from over here telling you what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing? Mm-hmm. Go and live your life and be happy with what you're doing and speak to friends and go for drives and play the guitar and do whatever makes you happy and stop listening to what other pricks are telling you to do because they're getting paid to do it. So your YouTube channel has to be called The Voice of Reason. (laughs) (laughs) The Voice of Reason, yeah. So I think it's catchy. Well, look, I think the influencer tag is pretty uh, grim. Um, I certainly have no idea... uh, aspirations to become a YouTube influencer. What I did do was I thought if uh, manufacturers or dealers have given the courtesy to give me a car, the least I can do is write about it, film it, because I think it gives them something back. Yep. I'm not really out. I'm not out to make a career out of it. Um, that's a very, very difficult thing to do. Only, only a small number of people are very good at it. And a lot of people are doing it because they, you know, uh, and if, maybe some people done well of it, but they always started from a good base. You know, mm-hmm. they maybe came from money or yep. or something like that. That, uh, but it paints this picture that mm-hmm. you know that there's something more than you know. It, it nearly gives them a credence to. Uh, but see, at the same time, you've likes of Harry Metcalf, Johnny Smith, um, Car Faction, that sort of stuff. Where you have Alex Goy and Henry Catchpole and all those all those great. Yeah. what I would call proper automotive journalists and there's excellent free content you just have to surf you have to sift through the yeah. drivel ads and all the rest yeah where you've you've some guy telling you how to invest or how to do this yeah. or just absolute nonsense yeah. in between there, it there's the that's the unfortunate thing like YouTube is seen as a career by some people now and it's it's it couldn't be farther from the truth mm-hmm. you know that this whole kind of sense of entitlement you know and I and, and I talk about your products if you send me those in for free you're like yep Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, just go and get a job instead of being a leech. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, do you think I don't really like influencers? <laughs> not yeah. a fan. Not, not, not the greatest fan of them. Like, I'm, I'm not really, I'm making the video really for, for sort of like the guy who lends me the car and a few people on RMS. And I'm, and I'm thinking, I try and do a lot of re- research yeah. into the car to learn. But, and I actually enjoy that part of it. I yeah. enjoy about but you're, you you're not reaching out. You're not, you're not reaching out saying, give me your car. And, you, you know, people are, People are being aware of you now. And don't get me wrong, I guess it probably has to start from somewhere. But I said, every time you stick on YouTube, you're saying just... Noise. Fucking yeah. noise. Yeah, it just it depends noise. what you're watching too. Though. There is a distinction between the, the content creators and the influencers. The content creators are there to entertain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that's what they're doing, whereas the influencers are telling you, live your life like us and you'll be rich like me. And relatively, yeah. they probably have two pennies. Absolutely. We're, we're going to wrap this up shortly, but I'm going okay. to pick up on some of the other, the other questions here. So... Um, Andy55, uh, eclectic mix of cars in the forum. Would you pick three cars from the members' cars? Which would you choose and why? Well, I think, Ross, you maybe touched on some of those. So uh, We'll maybe talk in general. I think we like the RS6s and the TVRs yeah. and all this mm. sort of stuff. That's yeah. Red 991 GT3, 240Z, mm-hmm. and Phil's RS6 with the free spring to bend for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, there's your three. We'll go, we'll go with your three, Gary. That's, that, will, uh, that will do for all of us. Yeah. Uh, Con asks, in recent years, there have been a few companies that have done full carbon versions of normal cars, like Top Car and the Porsche 992. Um, which car would you do in a full carbon setup that does not exist? For example, and I did laugh, Saxo VTR, Honda DC5, M5, um, 22B. I wish Lotus would do a carbon tub. Yeah. 
They haven't, they haven't bothered. They really should. And and it'll be like oh, aluminium's fine. It's not an Eve. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but but you know, look. Uh, I kind but, of I took that one a wee bit different. And do you know what it made me think of? Honda um, when the S two thousand was first released. Yeah. They released a full kind of like plexiglass version of it. Uh huh. And it was the coolest freaking thing ever. Yeah. So, so because they were showing what the frame was and the panels were like literally just there and the panels were kind of not an afterthought, but it really showed how, how, how they had spent so much time and research and development in making just the perfect frame mm-hmm. and having this complete clear mm-hmm. perspex. I thought it was one of the coolest things they ever done. You know, I'm trying to keep that thing clean. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, grim. I, I think the, the full carbon setup lent itself kind of the, those rally type cars. I'd love to see a Mark II Escort. It's probably been done already, mm-hmm. but yeah. Mark II full, fully carboned yeah. and a decent engine on S2000 actually. Yeah. The, the only thing I wonder about would, would, would uh, in, uh, if you ha- in a rally situation, would the carbon fibre hack it? Probably not. But you would have your roll cage. Yeah, true. Because carbon, carbon fibre is a strange thing, isn't it? It, it only works in certain directions. It yeah. can take the forces. Just and carbon all. dip the whole car. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But it here looks cool. It looks, looks so fantastic, cool. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we, we have plenty more questions. We'll, be, we'll grab one more. Uh, um, Paul, look, I, I tell you what, there's a few crack questions in here that we'll come back to. AC what's the, asks, what's the most expensive car, car pot you've bought and underplayed the cost <laughs> with your wife or other half? Talk about having to do research. <laughs> that applies. That the mall. No, these wives. Everything's whose wives listen to to these podcasts. Uh, totally. So, look. Um, uh, when will Rocco lad be awarded for a seventy-eight thousand thousand likes with a swizzle stick? You know. So, like, just whenever he sells his Tesla for a, a petrol car again. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we didn't get through all the questions here, and we really thank you, thank you for them. We'll, we'll try and pick up some more of them. We'll probably do a new questions thread. So, if your question didn't get in, you might just have to ask it all over again because we might just wipe this document and yeah. start, start afresh. Uh, but I think we're going to have to uh, go here and to carbon dip this podcast. Remember to like and subscribe. Give us reviews. Five star reviews are apparently a good thing. So if we if we deserve it, give it. If we don't deserve it, don't do it because you'll bring down the average, and that would suck. <laughs> and we can find us everywhere at RMS Motoring. Thanks for listening, and remember, there's no warranty. This was sold to sing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>